SFFL, yeah, you know we stay flexing. 12 good teams, bout to find out who the best is. Coming to you every week, like it's that correction. Josh and Bobby on the mic, about to send a message. Yeah, we air it out. Only one ring, who gon' wear it out? Build up your team before I tear it down. Turn on the games, it's going down. What's going on, you fantasy degenerates? Your commissioner, Josh Raymer, back with another episode of the XFFL podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, history has been made this evening. The stars have aligned. The big three have finally come together. I am joined in the studio for the first time by the champ on my right, Mr. Bobby Reynolds, and the other champ on my left, Mr. Adam Markham. Fellas, how we doing? Mm, doing real good. Mm, doing <laughs> even better, baby. All right, I'm immediately regretting this decision <laughs> to make this a, a menage pod here. Uh, but we got a great episode for you all, the first Big Three podcast. And just settle in. This is going to be about three hours long. Uh, say goodbye to your families. Tell them you'll see them tomorrow. And you've got some fantasy football podcasting to listen to. So, Bobby, why don't you give us a rundown of what we're going to be doing on today's episode? It's going to take a while, but we're going to get through a little bit of the, uh, the impact of the NFL free agency and, you know, not so much on how those players are impacted um, about the team they went to, but more so about the XFFL owner of those players. Um, and that's going to take some time. There's quite a bit of uh, activity that's, that's uh, gone on in the NFL and quite a bit of players that have been moved around. And then after that, we're going to talk about a few of the trades that have taken place in the last couple months, two months or so. Um, and, and whether we think those trades are good or bad, winners, losers, um, and kind of the upsides of those trades. So, uh, yeah, fasten your seatbelts. It's going to take a little while. Yeah, we've, we're recording this here. It's about 845 Central Time. I'd say we'll probably wrap this thing at about midnight. Sure. Uh, get back to our families at some point. Um, so, yeah, great episode for you all. And something that we wanted to touch on here in the intro that got brought up on Slack today, besides the uh, trade block channel turning into a tobacco lover's channel. Yes, sir. Um, we, we talked a little bit about the history of the league and how it came to be and some of our newbies like Nico and Lee and Ben um, really didn't remember how the league or had never heard how the league came to be and so I wanted to tell the story briefly we obviously touched on it there in Slack but me Markham Lorne and Sam were all in another reality sports online league called the NFFL the commissioner his name was Evan I remember this specifically um, we actually stole all his scoring settings when we left. But the reason that we left, Markham, do you remember what this, the reasoning was? Uh, yes, I believe that we had a vote, right, that uh, for it to be a super flex league. Yep. We voted against it. Oh, I think unanimously voted against it. Was, it. it was, yeah. Uh, and then he was like, meh, we're going to do it. Yeah, I believe because we were, we were messaging back and forth because I think he was a first-time commissioner. And he was like, hey, yeah, we voted against this, but this is my league. Everyone's probably going to leave at some I know point. better. Yeah. I've done this before. Yeah, Define so the super flex? It's uh, where you can start a QB in your flex. I got you. So you end up starting multiple QBs because yeah. QBs score the most points. And so he was like, I don't care that we voted this down. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. And so ended up doing it. And, um, yeah, we the four of us bowed out. I think there were other people who bowed out. Lauren, Sam had a pretty epic uh, mic drop, I yes, think. Yes, that's uh, true. Message. So he was feisty from the very beginning. <laughs> yes, it was, uh, it was a hilarious, like, uh, exodus from the league. 
And yeah, stole all their. I, w- I remember before I left and like dipped out of the league, I went and screenshotted all of their scoring settings on the on the settings page. The scoring was good. No, yeah, I mean that we still use it. We really, I don't think we've tweaked the scoring at all. No, I like so that it. was. He said he had done like tons of research, and I was like, yeah. well, I'm taking all that before we go. And uh, so yeah, now we're. That's why we're called the XFFL because we were, you know, X's. We were formerly in the NFFL. So. A little bit of the genesis behind the league, um, and obviously, and, and also I guess me, Josh, and Sam all kind of knew each other. And Lauren was—I don't know how we found Lauren. Well, he just Lauren, decided to bounce with us. Yes, he did, and because I think I went, I, I may have talked to Lauren. I don't yeah. know. Elaborate on this, Lauren. We may have talked uh, before we bounced out of there to say that, uh, hey, do you want to come with us? And obviously, he said yes. And he, I think he stayed in the NFFL for a few years. And bowed out last year because it just became yeah. not fun anymore. But yeah, definitely best uh, decision decision of Lauren's life, no doubt. For sure, yeah. sat hitching his wagon to this group of psychos. Yeah, mm. very who can, smart. Who can go on like a three hour tirade about uh, chewing tobacco <laughs> uh, in the old uh, trade block thread? I'm sorry if anyone had any trade trade pieces <laughs> out there. That's been just buried. But let's get into it, boys, and start with the uh, free agent moves and how they have impacted XFFL owners. All right, so let's start off with uh, not actually some free agent moves, but some trades that happened during the free agency period. And we're going to start with probably the two of the biggest wide receivers in the NFL switching teams, Odell Beckham going to the Cleveland Browns and Antonio Brown going to the Oakland Raiders. And then also let's lump Le'Veon Bell going in there as a free agent to the New York Jets. So, Bobby, I'll start with you. Where do you see um, Lev Bell? Let's start there. That's Zach's shiny new running back. Tell me where you see him finishing the season in terms of overall running back ranks. Lev Bell is kind of hard for me. I'm going to say a low-end RB12. Um, low end RB one, high end RB two. Just because Adam Gase, you know, it's going to be a little bit frustrating, I believe, for Bell. Um, you know, the other thing I guess we'll probably talk about maybe later on is that you know I have a, a little Duke Johnson share that's been you know rumored to be traded to the Jets, which might hurt um, Bell a little bit. But yeah, kind of interested to know y'all's takes. I owned Bell for a long. Uh, rough portion of uh, the 2018 season, and he was one of many guys that actually never <laughs> played it down on my I was going to say, the Bell trade was yeah. kind of one of those, that and the Julio move last year Correct. sort of defined your season. It was a rough it was a rough year there towards the end, but uh, yeah, what do, you, what do y'all think on that? Yeah, I think I think Le'Veon is still going to be a, let's see, what I rank him at, RB6? I mean, Gase is, when he has a Bell cow back he seems to ride that 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 guy a lot more so i'm pretty optimistic Kenyon drake doesn't give you any pause with no no because not the running back that lev bell is then that's why because i mean just you know levion's a complete back total back can do everything are you worried he's kind of thick with two c's now though uh yeah and you know he's 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 getting some bad advice from people to drop music like that you know (laughs) That was really bad. He's he's absolutely not keeping it banned. Like, no, he's I, I think not. there's no doubt about that that he is 100% no longer keeping it banned. 
And, you know, and that's, you know. It's a real tragedy when that happens. Trash can emoji. Yeah, definite trash can emoji. Um, I have him finishing at uh, running back eight. I think he'll be – I think he's being a little undervalued right now. I mean, this is a guy who was the RB1 in seasons past. Mm-hmm. I understand the Jets' offensive line maybe not as good, but I think that's an ascendant offense. Gase, you know, for all his flaws, you know, at least brings a little bit different offensive energy than – Todd Bowles did, and you've got, uh, you know, a franchise quarterback in Sam Darnold. So, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up at running back 12, but I think he'll be right in the middle to kind of back into that RB1 range. And the pieces around Bell aren't terrible now either. You know, at at receiver they have Robbie Anderson, Anunua, Mm -hmm. uh, Chris Herndon, Crowder, who they brought in. I mean, that's not terrible. Um, So, you know, he – I think he'll be – you know, mid RB one, um, this next year. You're wrong. You're so wrong. You're wrong. What if they bring Duke in? Where is he? Have you heard him linked to the yeah, Jets? I have. Jets, Eagles, and really Houston is about all I've heard of. It. Jeez, heard I hope to. it's not the Eagles. I'd love Jordan Howard just to be the guy there with uh, Wendell Smallwood. Josh Adams and Wendell Smallwood. I think the Eagles may bring someone else in. They may draft somebody. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't know if they'll trade. I, they weren't they linked to Duke mm-hmm. as well? Pretty heavily. I, I mean, that'd be a nice that'd be a nice spot for him. Yeah, the problem with Duke, not to talk about Duke Johnson too much, but he's no money for the Browns. I think he's like three million. Three million year. dollars. So yeah. they're basically like, why why would we get rid of him? He's not any money. Yeah, we and need also, him for half a year. True. Why, like, yeah. Yeah. You the, know, that's the other thing too to think about is like the Browns are trying to make the playoffs, and like they, you know, we'll talk about this later on, but I've talked about. Grab every Browns offensive weapon that you can, which is something that yep. we probably never. We'll touch we on this a little later, I think. Yep, they are the 2019 uh, Kansas City Chiefs, or Los Angeles Rams, or yeah, or LA Rams. Yeah, true. So let's uh, let's talk about. Uh, uh, Sorry, Bobby. <laughs> Mr. Big Chest himself, Antonio Brown, going to the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Nico, this was uh, one of the big offseason trades. I moved uh, Antonio Brown to Nico for Tyler Boyd, Luke Keekley, and Ronald Jones. And so, uh, Markham, wh- where do you see Mr. Big Chest finishing in the old wide receiver ranks? I put him about wide receiver eight. I think, again, I think they're going to be – I think the offense is going to be okay. They should be involved in shootouts. I think their defense is still going to be pretty bad. So, I think they're going to have to outscore teams to stay in games. And – the offense is okay. I mean, Derek, uh, Derek Carr can fling it. Um, he's proven before that he can do that. So, I, don't, I mean, I think that the offense will be much better this year. Um, and anyway, even if it's not, even if the team sucks and they're, you know, 3-13, and 13, uh, they could still be okay for fantasy. And so, I think that a lot of the skill guys will be okay for fantasy, and especially Mr. Big Chest. Mr. Big Chest. I have him at wide receiver six, which is actually the highest of all three of us. Um I don't know. I think the touchdowns will come down. I think he scored 15 touchdowns last season, which led the league for wide receivers. That's definitely going to come down. But I think he will be the most targeted wide receiver by far in the NFL. Um, I know you've got Tyrell there, and they just brought in Ryan Grant. um, And they also have – they just released Seth Roberts, I think. Mm -hmm. So they've totally made over this wide receiver room. J.J. Nelson, I think. Yeah, J.J. Nelson's there as well. Um, So – I don't know. I mean, I think Tyrell's a nice second fiddle, but Mr. Big Chess is going to be just fed targets all season. Bobo, where do you have? You have him a little lower. You have him outside the wide receiver one range. Yeah, y'all might have talked me into 
that being incorrect. You know, the targets are going to be there, which probably, I mean, you throw it to A.B., he's going to catch the ball. So I have him wide receiver 13 just because I think the Raiders are going to suck this year. You know, who did they just sign, the running back? Um, Crowell. There you go. So Crowell was fine last year with the Jets. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't great. But I don't know if Lynch comes back. Who knows what Rashard looks like. I just – I don't know. I don't see the Raiders, sorry, Nico, as being a very good team next year. That's probably what's going to affect A.B. for me more than anything. Well, good teams that get in shootouts got to play catch-up. It's nice to have – because I don't, I think they could be five or six wins. I mean, I don't. This was one of the worst teams in the NFL last year, and I know they've added a lot of talent. Here's the X factor, though: Does he tick up or down for you guys if Kyler Murray is the quarterback for Oakland day one? Probably down. I agree. Yeah. Just because it's a rookie quarterback. Yeah, and and it's a running quarterback. Yeah. Maybe long term up. You know, the next three to four years probably up, but for the first year I think it he'd be a struggle. Yeah. That's tough. I mean, I don't think it'll be too dramatic. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, you know, because obviously Carr's not that great, but he's probably better with the intermediate stuff maybe. And But 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 Murray definitely has a better deep ball, and, and A.B. can still burn people deep. So if he's there, if the, if the Cardinals do go both at one mm-hmm. – Book it. The Raiders – and I said this back, I think, a, a few weeks ago that I thought the Raiders would end up with Kyler Murray. I'm just not quite sold that, that the Cardinals are going to take Murray at one. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's like a, maybe a 65 to 70% chance if I were making the odds. And if he's there for the Raiders, which I think he would be at that point, I think he's going to Oakland. I don't think Gruden is sold on uh, Carr. It's, it's, it doesn't seem like Gruden's sold on anybody in Oakland. I mean, he shipped out Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack, their two biggest stars from the past regime. regime. Yeah, yeah, he probably wants to make it his own team. One know. thing that probably helps A.B. to me and Tyrell is Jared Cook being gone. You know, I don't know how many Agreed. receptions are tar- – uh, He know, was the top receiver for them last yeah, year. Yeah, that's what I feel like. Yeah, he's lost his security blanket, so there will be guys getting a lot of targets. Yeah. Somebody's got to fill that role. All right. I know this is uh, a player near and dear to Mr. Adam Markham's heart. Woo! The, <laughs> Sorry again, Josh. The, uh, the Mr. Odell Beckham going to the Cleveland Browns. Um, Markham, let's start with you because you are projecting Odizi Beezy very high in your end-of-season ranks. Tell us where you've got him slotted. One. Number one. All right. Why do you see him as wide receiver one? I just – He's finally got a quarterback. Uh, he's got an efficient quarterback. I I wish I had better stats, but I was listening to someone the other day, and it was just a it's a it's going to be a completely uh, different circumstance uh, or situation for for Odell this year. Um, that offense I think has potential to uh, see probably forty five to fifty touchdowns from Baker. So I, mm-hmm. I could see Odell having. 100 catches, 1,500 yards, and easily 10 to 15 touchdowns. All right, Bobo, where do you got him? Odell finished the year last year. Our, um, yeah, help me out. Wider receiver, 15. 15. Yeah. Um, he was 70. hurt. Was he hurt some he of the missed, season? He missed like the last three or four games. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say it was 13 probably games. Uh, 77 receptions, 1,052 yards, and six touchdowns. So I think probably the biggest um, stat there that increases, he's going to see double-digit touchdowns. At least for me, I think. I mean, he'll be he'll be high end wide receiver because you know again that whole offense is going to be dynamic. I mean, running back, tight end. I mean, name a bad you know spot there in the, in Cleveland. I guess it's just like um, we've seen these kind of hype 
hype pieces before where it's this is going to be the most prolific offense we've ever seen. And I guess the danger in my mind is that every one of these Browns players is being pushed to their absolute ceiling. And there are cases where you have, like, best-case scenario, like Peyton Manning's first season with the Broncos when he threw, like, 55 touchdowns. Um, but I, I wonder if all of these Browns, Browns players, offensive skill guys, are going to be pushed up a little too high in all of their, like, positional rankings, you know? Like, is Jarvis going a little too high in the wide receiver ranks? Baker in the QB ranks? Uh, who's the running back? Um, I, I think Chubb. Chubb in the running back ranks. Yeah, I, I mean, I want – I don't necessarily want Jarvis, but I want Baker, I want Chubb, mm-hmm. at least for the first eight games, and I want Odell. Mm-hmm. I want those three. You want those three pieces? Yep. And Njoku. Njoku's – yeah, he's nice. But I just worry the same thing. When you're, It's going to be hard to predict. Yeah. He'll be pretty touchdown reliant, I mm-hmm. would think. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, he'll be – he should be open. Yeah. I mean, Baker is a super accurate quarterback, which I think Odell had one of the lowest rates of, like, catchable passes from right. Eli last year. Yeah. And so having an accurate quarterback, I mean, this is going to be, like – He's a great deep quarterback. He, he's he's very good at deep balls, which Eli was not. Mm-hmm. Um, he can he can actually get out of the pocket, extend plays. He doesn't throw the ball and then turn around to avoid getting hit. Like that was like Eli's signature move, like how a matador gets out of the way right. of a bull. <laughs> very slowly. He's just old man. Like old men don't want to get hit anymore. You know, I can't say I blame him. Baker's last year, thirty-seven hundred yards, twenty-seven touchdowns, fourteen interceptions. You know, how many games? Was that 12? I think he started yeah. like after Tyrod four, played maybe? five, four or five games, I think. I mean, that's pretty sick. No kidding. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so the over-under 40, it's got to be over, right? I mean, assuming he doesn't get hurt or anything. I, yeah, freaking Baker, man. Congrats on, you know, jumping in and grabbing him and, and holding on, Nico, because that was a he could a be the He could be Mahomes this year. He man. could, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because Mahomes will come down off that, off that pace he was on. It's just impossible yeah. to – to repeat a year like that. Well, Hill being out is going to hurt, but, man, Mahomes is – man. Oh, it all depends on Tyreek. Yeah. You know? You talk about – somebody just – he might be my most favorite quarterback to watch in the NFL right now. Just – Yeah, no doubt. Unbelievable talent. And that's funny because that's the re- that's the sole reason I traded for him. Like, no one knew at the point that I traded for him he was going to be Patrick Mahomes' mm-hmm. MVP-level quarterback. Mm-hmm. I just knew he'd be fun to watch. And so I never thought I was trading for the QB1. And that's just one of those that when you make a trade like that, that's the kind of year you win the championship. Odell's the guy on Markham's team that he'll die with, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I Yeah, thought. he's definitely getting extended. Mm-hmm. Forever, baby. I'm going to bury you. <laughs> Hopefully not literally, Odell. Yep, I'm going to find you. <laughs> Thank you, Markham, for blowing out our levels on the audio. Always. He's such a treasure. <laughs> All right, unbeknownst to you all, we just took about a 10-minute break here, and we all threw some big fat dips in. So now it's time for the Let's Rate the Tobacco Flavors segment, brought to you by Markham and Bobby, while Josh sits this one out. So, Markham, power rankings of your favorite dip flavors. Skull Straight, number one. (laughs) I mean, this is on the spot. So, okay, um, so Skull Straight, for sure, number one. I dipped that the longest. Two... Probably Skullberry. Mm. It's a bit of an upset. I thought maybe you'd put the grape, the kayak grape in there. I was never into the grape. I mean, I had it a few times, but it was, I don't, it was never available at the, uh, at the gas station that sold it to me underage. So, 
Which gas station was this? It was the one. It was Midway. It, it was, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess, Raceway. You know, of their own Scottsville, right next to McDonald's. Next to McDonald's, yeah, yeah. yeah. where and everyone would go park and we fight would all hang other. out. We would all hang out. There's a parking lot in so between the two stupid. places, and uh, we would all hang out there. And then we go to the gas station and buy dip, uh, and just you know, just buzz, just buzz, <laughs> just buzz our dicks off. <laughs> all right, Baba, what was your power? I, I didn't finish though, did I? <laughs> no, you were on two. Sorry, it's just the top two. Uh, Timberwolf Peach three, uh, Kodiak Ice four. How about that? Yeah. Love it. All right, Bobby, what you got? Wintergreen, probably Grizzly, even though you're going to disagree. Gross. Probably first. Uh, I was kind of a Copenhagen man there for a little while. Long Is it just because you were poor and couldn't afford the yeah. good stuff? It's like people that like very rare steaks. I think they just do it because they think it's more badass. You got it right. I think that's what you were doing. It was the thing that was cool in, in high school. And yeah. You could put it in your cup while you are playing baseball, and the coaches never knew because, yeah. uh, you know, it was in your cup. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that you wore a cup during baseball. Your boy oh, never wore yeah. a cup. I was cupless the entire time. Yes, sir, oh, Josh was born without one, guys. <laughs> I'm like a Kindle down below the belt, just so you know. All right, let's get this train back on the tracks just a little bit here and talk about another free agent move. And uh, this is a, actually a couple moves in one. So Earl Thomas to the Ravens and Trey Flowers to the Lions. Both guys actually not owned right now, so no impact on the XFFL owner. But the question for both of you all, are these good auction targets? I think so. Earl Thomas probably going to be a top three safety available. Trey Flowers probably top five D end available. Yeah, pretty solid. Yeah, I say if I needed a safety or needed a D end, I think Trey Flowers will be D end one. I think in terms of available guys, him or Chris Jones, Clayus Campbell. Yeah, Clayus Campbell. Mm-hmm. He's getting old, but I mean, is he? He's a D end, not a D tackle, right? D end. Okay, Lorne extended no not extended franchise who last year because he had chris jones because i dropped chris jones yes you did very intelligently Lauren tagged thielen and that's traded right. him to lee yeah that's right. have, lee might not have done that i wonder what chris jones number was before that all happened probably like what eight yeah chris jones kind of old though isn't he no uh, he's young is he really he's very young yeah 25 26 in okay. my in my my opinion he is uh d end one in the free agent auction. I'd still take Calais again. I still regret trading him And I think I'd take Trey Flowers, actually. Over those two. Over those two. He's actually 24, Chris Jones is. Mm. So that may push him into DN1 just because he could be good longer since he's so young. As far as dynasty goes, he's the one. And he has no competition now in uh, Mm -hmm. Kansas City for sacks now that they got rid of Justin Houston and D. Ford. It's really just the Chris Jones show along the defensive line now. But that could also mean maybe he gets more attention. It's it's always one of those things where you don't really know with defensive players, is it good that they have other really good guys there or not? Yeah. I guess we'll see. Trey Flowers, DN12 last year, uh, 171 points. But J.J. Watt, DN1, 284. So, pretty good, pretty big gap between the one and the four. Clayus Campbell, highest available points last year, 257 and then Chris Jones right behind him at, at uh, DN4 with Well, let's do this. Who do you think gets more money per year in the auction next year of those three guys? Well, Campbell, maybe, because he's, he's probably yeah, going to have one a one-year well, one deal. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I could see him getting between nine and ten. Yeah, Campbell was a lot last year. Campbell was seven or eight last year. Mm-hmm. Nine or ten would make him the highest paid DN in the league, wouldn't he? Because Watt is right now, and Daniel he's Hunter. Daniel Hunter. Daniel Hunter. That's yeah. right. But Watts is Watt second on that list, or is he higher than Hunter? I think he's like. I'll look him he's up. Not, he's pretty, I think he's a value, isn't he? Like six million or Who, something. JJ. JJ, I thought was a little more expensive. Ben has JJ right now um, through twenty twenty, and he's five point six a oh, year. Wow, that's really cheap. I take country. it back. That's that's incorrect. Through twenty nineteen, so this is last year on him. And then he also has Demarcus Lawrence, um, three point seven this year through twenty twenty one. Wow, those Dang. are great contracts. Yeah, I don't think if you're getting an elite defensive end, I don't think ten million is no. Bad that's at all. that's kind of the number I had in mind. Yeah, was ten million, and there's. D end is actually one of the deeper positions availability wise in the auction. Yes. If you look across all positions, mm-hmm. linebackers okay. It's pretty shallow compared to defensive end. But if you need a defensive end, this is a good time to go get one in the auction. And D end really hasn't affected um, you know some of these guys as far as age wise. Some of these guys approach twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine. Age really hasn't affected Clayus very much. I mean, he's gotten he would, better. Yeah, I mean, he's thirty years old probably, and he had a two hundred and 57-point year last year. He had 53 tackles, um, solos, and he had two passes defended, and then he had 10 sacks last year. Um, pretty crazy. Yeah, I've always said whoever that DN coach is out there in Arizona needs a freaking raise. You know, he's got him, got Chandler Jones. You know, mm-hmm. there's been some good DNs come out of there. Yeah, absolutely. I'd probably take Chris Jones just because of his age. I know I'll- Flowers is young, but – I think well, it's like who does Sam like? Let's just ask him because that's going to be probably uh, who ends up. Uh, whoever Sam likes the most will get paid the most because there'll be some competition. I mean, there's with that much talent being in the pool, that tells you there's probably a lot of people that need defensive ends. So Trey Flowers was DN twelve last year. Does he perform better in Detroit this year? I think he. I think he moves into the top ten. I really do. I think he's an ascendant talent rather than somebody who's on the backside. I agree, and I imagine that the defense will be on the field more than New England's defense was on the field. Yeah, it's true. I'm still not sold on that offense with uh, Matt Patricia. They uh, got some weird pieces, way. yeah, but, I mean, some interesting pieces. I mean, Marvin, Galladay, Carrion, now C.J. Anderson. Anderson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, yeah, running through there like the Kool-Aid man. Yeah, we'll see. All right, so let's move on. Uh, Nick Foles going to the Jags, not owned currently, so does – Mr. Big Dick Nick, interest either of you as a backup QB this year? No. Bobby? Ditto. All right, let's move on to Landon Collins to the Redskins. Uh, this is one of my guys. And uh, before I give you all my projections, where do you think he finishes the season in terms of uh, overall safety ranks? I see him top three. Yeah, I'll say top five. It's health. I mean, obviously, yeah. he missed a lot last season uh, for health reasons, but just got paid a ton. Like you said, Markham, in the notes here, he should be on the field a lot. Yes. Um, so, that, that's that's what you want for your safeties. That offense is very bad. Yeah. Um, Probably the, I mean, the most – them or the Bills, mm-hmm. worst offense on – in the league right now. And that's what we've talked about a ton is that's what you want. You want those bad mm-hmm. cornerbacks that are getting thrown at a ton. It's all about opportunity, shoot you. volume, how much you're on the field. Uh, all the IDP gurus I've seen, they're projecting hit Collins as a candidate for the safety one spot, which he held, I think, like two years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's not out of his realm of possibilities. So I'll hedge a bit and say like safety three. 
just because getting the top guy at any position is really tough. Like that's a very small needle to thread there. So let's move on now and talk about the man who backed out on the Jets, spurned them, left them at the altar, Anthony Barr going back to the Vikings and also Justin Houston to the Colts. Both guys aren't owned right now, so it's free agent auction time, boys. Are y'all, either of you, fishing for uh, Mr. Barr or Mr. Houston? I'm not. Um, Houston Houston's is intriguing. I like that he has the DN tag now. I think he was a linebacker last year, uh, and I I think that he'll he should be pretty good there in Indy. Um, so he I like him, and you could probably get him for a reasonable deal in the auction. Uh, Barr. He's just too inconsistent for, for me at, at linebacker. Very sack, big play dependent. Um, not going to get you the tackles every week, you know. So that's not what I'm looking for at linebacker. So I'm not interested. He's a gr- he's a good player, you know, but um, better football player than fantasy player. Yeah, I think that's both those guys probably. Yeah. What do you think about Houston? I like Houston. I mean, I owned Jabal Sheard last year, and he was like probably a – Mid, mid-level DN number two. I don't know where he finished the season, but he was consistently decent. Mm-hmm. And Sheard's still there. Uh, you know, they've got Marcus Hunt along the defensive line and Danico Autry and Kamoko Toure. So Very interesting. Yeah. It's a nice mix. I mm-hmm. mean, you got some potential there with Toure, and I like what um, both um, Danico Autry – and Marcus Hunt did last year. So, yeah, it depends on the price. But I, I, I could be interested in um, Justin Houston. But, yeah, no interest in Anthony Barr, really. So, what did Barr go? Did he go from DN to linebacker designation? He's, I think he's he's always been linebacker. If mm-hmm. he was in a uh, – I guess if he was in a 3-4, he'd be mm-hmm. – no, I guess if he was in a – well, if he was in a 4-3, I guess he would be a DN. But he's not, he's not that in, in Minnesota. So frustrating when they go DN to linebacker because that those DNs are not linebackers. I mean, sure, the designation as far as where they play in that scheme yeah. might be right for the team, but for fantasy it sucks. Yeah. I had one of those switches this week, and we won't talk about that. But mm. yeah, Clil Mack, same thing. Yeah, he's, he's a DN, but he's a linebacker. I almost wish RSO would give you both. I mean, I know that's kind of like the well in that league that I'm in with Nico and Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's just a D line. Okay. It's pretty interesting. So it's both both defensive tackle and D-line. Which would give you more value for people like this, but it would also devalue um, my boy Aaron Donald. You know, so Donald is supremely valuable because he's the best D-tackle available. But in a league like that, it's going to give him a little bit of a screw just because, you know. Speaking of that, I want to give a quick shout-out to uh, Aaron. Uh, Akeem Hicks is now a defensive tackle. That is extremely valuable. Ooh. Uh, so very Ben, nice. stay away. Yeah, Ben. <laughs> Let's don't. Yeah. Just let him let gonna, him be. We're gonna mute Ben's line real yeah. quick. <laughs> All right, so next move here, Baba. What is the next move that we got teed up? Speaking of Ben, CJ Mosley here to the Jets, as well as KJ Wright back to the Seahawks. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't keep up very much with CJ Mosley or KJ Wright, I know as a Bobby Wagner, you probably keep up with KJ a little bit. What do you think there, Josh, on this? I think the Seahawks were very happy to get KJ back, and I just realized this is CJ and KJ, so mm. the J brothers. Yeah, nice. Um, I think if you're Ben and Nico, you have to be feeling better about it than you did previously because there was big question marks about where these guys were going to end up. I like CJ Mosley to the Jets. I think KJ Wright going back to the Seahawks. You like that familiarity with the team. 
Uh, I think I see Mosley with LB2 potential and um, right as possibly like a linebacker three type upside. So, you know, not going to be guys that are going to win weeks for you, but especially Mosley, Mosley I see as a consistent contributor to uh, to Ben's team. I agree. I think I think Mosley, I think Mosley might be a linebacker one again this year. He's been one before. Uh, Jets usually seem to be a, a breeding ground for productive linebackers. So mm-hmm. I think him and Williamson both will. I think Williamson may be a LB two, and I think Mosley has a good shot at being an LB one, and the anchor of that uh, Greg Williams defense. All right. So next move we got Tyron, Tyran, Tyrannosaurus Rex Matthew. <laughs> We'll call him Honey Badger to the Chiefs. Uh, not owned. So is this the top safety available in the auction? Yes. Number one. It was funny. Before, uh, this was a couple weeks ago, Tom said, I said, who do you have projected as the number one safety right now? And he said, the Chiefs safety. Whoever that is. And so I asked him, I said, is Honey Badger now that guy? And he said, we'll see what happens, how the draft shakes out. But I think in terms of guys that are in the auction and available – he had a nice little season mm-hmm. in Houston. and uh, He plays everywhere. He'll rush the quarterback. He's just all over the place. He's a, he's he, he seems to always be around the ball. Three sacks with uh, 70 solos. That's, that's a nice. really good year. That's when that's a weird for you know number for safety to have three and sacks. He'll yeah. do more than that in Kansas City, I would think, as yeah. far as solos probably. Yep. That defense is going to be a big-time question mark. I mean, it wasn't good last year, but they have – overhauled it so much that you just have to wonder, is it going to be better or is it just going to be a different kind of bad? Probably we'll just as, I mean, it yeah. was, it was so bad. I mean, I think it'll still be, still be bad. You know, how bad? I don't know. It's great analysis, Adam. <laughs> That's what you're getting paid the big bucks for right there. Bethay still available. He had a hundred solos last year. Um, he had three sacks as well. So I, I feel like he was on the Colts like 400 years ago. He was. How is yeah. this dude still putting up 100 tackle seasons? That's the little sneaky thing about safety. You can always find these vets that mm-hmm. will put up solid years. Like uh, Landon Collins. Or like uh, John Johnson it's off huge. of waivers. You bite your tongue. Rashad Jones, he's he's 30. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right? He's going to be in the auction. I don't think Rashad will be a Dolphin next year. I, think I don't he, think so either. I think he'll be moved. Between uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ McDonald, they've got a couple good young yeah. guys there. Um, it seemed like he was unhappy last year for a little bit, too. Yeah, I think him and Kiko Alonso will probably both be. He was going through a divorce. Different areas. Mm. Yeah. That sucks, dude. Personal, personal issues. Rough I have no, uh, no idea if that's true. Yeah. Riddle me this one real quick while I'm thinking about it. Kareem Jackson um, was on Ben's team last year? Yes. Um, did, was he a free agent? Now he's in Denver? Yes. Could have swore he was in Houston yep. last year. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so he's a you know if you go back to 2018 rankings, he's behind Bethay. He's the second highest scoring available, uh, 70 solos. He actually had 17 pass defense, and then uh, 17, 17. Wow, I think it's the highest number. Wow, um, behind or right there beside Eddie Jackson had 15. But yeah, Jackson yeah, was all over the place. Kareem Jackson had a sack too. But yeah, um, yeah, that's interesting. Isn't he a cornerback though? That's what I thought too. Let's look. Is he? Is he? What's he listed as on RSO? Because well, I mean, safety. I know, I know, um, Justin Simmons is safety, and then I feel like they have another safety. Free agent cornerback Kareem Jackson officially signed with the Denver Broncos Wednesday, March thirteenth. So He's, as of the thirteenth, they it show says, him as a cornerback. Yeah, on his uh, Wikipedia page, it has him 
Kareem Jackson is American football cornerback for the Denver Broncos. Huh. But he's listed as a safety on RSO. Yeah, so maybe that changes. That's a bit of a so cheat code. Probably, yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know. You don't. You probably don't want a cornerback starting at safety. Well, what did, where did he finish uh, last year in the safety ranks then? I, well, He had a good year. Yeah, so he was probably, I can't really look here, eighth maybe. I mean, like I said, he's the second highest available in the auction as far as scoring from 2018 um, behind Bethea. So I don't really know where he ranks cornerback-wise, how – how that kind of – he's 193 points on the year if you want to look at the cornerbacks and see where he would slot in there. Wow, so, they had 121 tackles. Yeah. That's insane. So, actually, Kareem Jackson, yeah, he was – it looks like – Would those um, numbers put him cornerback two? Because Desmond King was cornerback one last year with 238 points. Cornerback two was Malcolm Butler with 173 points. Yeah, so, so he would be cornerback number two. He was safety number nine. So he's definitely more valuable as a cornerback, but still very valuable as a safety as well. Maybe check and see on how RSO keeps that designation. I mean, maybe Denver's RSO's on. positional ranks are tied into Stats Inc., who mm. provide them with all of their positional designations. So if you want to, they don't change anything. RSO doesn't. They just, I think they have it synced into Stats Inc.'s database. So you have to like talk to those guys if you want to get a positional change. So that's interesting for him. That's something to pay attention to. But, you know, fire beware. New team. Don't expect the same results as last year. Very good point, Adam. That's Den why you're Denver going to be better or worse than last year with Mr. Flacco? Um, Gosh, they were bad last year, too. Can we just say the same? Just have it be a yeah, push? And just gonna, yeah, they'll Equally be bad. as mediocre? I think they'll be better. I don't know, man. Lindsay, Flacco is not Royce just Green. Tough. It's just a tough division, and gosh. But their quarterbacks They're just not exciting at all. Not at all. Their quarterbacks have been so bad, though. I know they're. I Flacco's know they're bad. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I, mean, I guess I like job. Flacco he better than you guys. Lost his job to a rookie who can't throw the ball. Yeah. yeah. Like for all the let's, excitement, let's, though, who let's, owns let's, him again? Who, I don't know. Who owns that rookie? I think let's not write him off. <laughs> He's gonna. He doesn't even have an arm. He doesn't even have a <laughs> right arm. All right, I'm gonna go. All right, Adam. No, let's stick around because we've got Thanks, a, We've got an exciting one here. Why don't you introduce this next move, Adam? Who are we talking about let's here? Let's see. Number your, eight. Your favorite. Dock. Tevin Coleman to the 49ers. So, as the – Was not a fan of it at first. But then – But then – Trey. <laughs> so, do you see this as a split backfield or do you think that one guy emerges from this bunch? Yeah, I think it will be a split backfield. I think uh, all the guys here will get their touches. And, you know, injuries – that's uh, that's likely to happen. We saw it last year, and it seems to be, it seems to be, the last few years. You know, uh, this team seems to be snake bitten. I, I worry that it could be the curse of Crapperdick. You know, mm. can you explain, elaborate on that just a little bit? Just, I mean, that's. I don't need to explain it. It explains itself. Absolutely. And by Crapperdick, you mean Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> Can you explain your uh, team name in our ESPN league, Adam? It's uh, Get Your Ass Up Crapper Dick, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. One of my faves. Yeah, that's probably going to stay the t that team name for the next five years. I was going to say, I don't think that's going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. Um, my thing was just Shanahan obviously loves Tevin Coleman. Had him in Atlanta. We were kind of joking. I think the, the ballers made this joke or somebody else said that. It's just hilarious to get someone to fill the Tevin Coleman role. He goes and gets Tevin Coleman. Mm -hmm. Smart. So, yeah, I think I think I see this as a split backfield situation. the The biggest question mark, though, is Brita. 
Like, where does he – because he's good. Like, I think he could go and start for other teams around the league. Like, I think he's I a starting caliber running back. I like Brita. So, you have three guys that could potentially carry the load for you. Maybe one of those guys gets moved. Yeah. Mostert, I kind of like. I think he's a depth play. He special does. teams guy. Yeah, but they need him active for special teams. So, it's going to – you know, it would be odd having four running backs active. Yeah. But they're all – they're all pretty capable pass catchers, and they haven't gone out and added any more pass catchers. So, that you may see, I, I think McKinnon is still going to catch five yeah. to seven balls potentially a week. I agree. Don't be surprised if McKinnon gets moved on during the NFL draft. You don't think maybe you don't think Breed is the one that moves. I don't know. I mean, the contract situation with McKinnon, them not owing him any money this year, uh, unless he's got some kind of guaranteed roster bonus at a certain date. I don't know if he does. Last time I heard, he had no guaranteed money coming his yeah, way. Yeah, I'm fairly sure they can cut him with no consequence. So you have Coleman and McKinnon. Yes. Lauren has Breda. Yes. Nobody has Mostert. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, Mostert's probably – not worthy of being owned. He'll be right one now. of those guys that you add at the end of the season when everyone's hurt and you're just trying to fill out your roster. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't I just looked up Brita. I can't really tell in here very quickly any teams that are being linked to him right now. So I mean it's always possible. You know, you think about a lot of times the free agent, you know, period and, you know, the chaos that it is there for a week or so. But you forget that like people continue to move as the draft approaches and picks move back and forth. and I think we'll see a lot of trades. I yeah. think the NFL's become more trade-happy, and especially as the draft gets closer. It'll become more clear as the season approaches. And I think there will be – I think it's honestly McKinnon and Coleman. I, I think it's that's the one-two there. And I think – I agree. I, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be an Ingram and Kamara situation, but I think they're both going to be viable RB2, RB3 options probably. You know, one of them is going to come out ahead. But Yeah, you don't want to count on either of those guys as like your lead dog. But yeah, you Mark. Got him as yeah, like I kind of am. <laughs> whatever. No, you got, you got your boy carry hey, on. Yeah, yeah we're fine. We're fine. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Everything's fine. Nothing to look at here. Yeah. All right, so number nine. This is Zach's magical offseason, y'all. Mm. Just continues. It's like a magic carpet ride through like the the new Aladdin movie you know where they're like sailing over the city and they're singing to each other that's him and his whole team right now is Zach a demon um I think he sold his soul I don't mm -hmm. know if he's a demon yet but definitely, he's definitely working with I think he's a demon definitely. so I think you're a demon Zach admit it um so Jared Cook to the Saints and Jordan Hicks to the Cardinals um so I uh, both uh, both of these guys I owned previously so I am very sad and that's all I have to say so you all make me feel better. Wheels up, baby, for mm -hmm. both. Mm -hmm. Bad moves, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't a bad move. It's the type of move champions make, and that's all I have to say about that. How do you all feel seriously, though, about Jared Cook with the New Orleans Saints? He's got to be in the discussion for, like, definitely tied in one territory, like maybe top six, top eight. Yeah, but who cares about the – Number six or number eight tight end. They're pretty Seriously, boring. it's like maybe he becomes part of the big three. The new definition of tight end one needs to be like one through five. Yeah. You know? It's Kelsey, Kittle, Ertz, and maybe uh, Jared Cook can join him at four. Maybe O.J. Howard has a big year. Mm -hmm. Maybe Evan Ingram. Maybe uh, Njoku. What kind of years did uh, Jimmy Graham have? I mean, was he just crazy in New Orleans? Yeah, hell, he was insane. I don't remember him. He had some crazy years. 
but he, he was some, also in his prime. Yeah, he had some yeah. league winning type of years, but yeah, he was a much younger, much better version of what uh, like Jared Cook is yards, now. Thirteen touchdowns. Wow. Like, Ninety. Like it was like it was nuts. Cook will definitely be one of the best tight ends. Drew Brees has had in quite some time. I mean, since Graham. I mean, it For seems sure. like every year they've just had they've been trying to find somebody one. old, you know. Yeah. Well, and off the top of your head, who's Benjamin the number two Watson. wide receiver in New Orleans? Traquan Smith. Yeah, hopefully he takes a step forward this next year. Cameron Meredith. But there's, it's kind of ambiguous. I mean, it's not like we're talking about earlier with Oakland. Clearly, Tyrell's number two there. You know, New Orleans, we got some guys that maybe could take a step forward, but no guarantee. The best thing for Cook is probably just Drew Brees. You know, Cook will probably retire when Brees retires, if if it's even that long. There's a reason the Patriots were all in on Jared Cook and were very upset when they didn't get him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then Jordan Hicks, I mean, I think he's, you know, that's, that's a nice spot to land out there in Arizona. Uh, you got – he was – Decent last year, maybe like a linebacker three, I think. He gets hurt a lot. That's really yeah. his issue. Yeah. Um, but when it's he's out there, he's like, I mean, he was out the – seems like first half of the year he was a top five mm-hmm. linebacker. When he's out there, he's talented. Yeah, really good. Yeah, it's just a matter of can he stay out there or not. Aren't they switching off, uh, defensive schemes out there in I think Arizona? so. New coach, right? I wonder how that mm-hmm. kind of affects him. Yeah. All right, next move. Another linebacker, Quan Alexander to the 49ers. This is uh, – this is Lee's guy. So um, let's look at – okay, guys, give me this, because he also has Roquan Smith. Mm. All right, so let's play a little game of which one would you rather have. So who finishes the season with more points, Quan Alexander or Roquan Smith? Quan Stockton for me. <laughs> Hold on. Is that like a combination of John Stockton yes, and sir. Quan Alexander? Don't question it. That would look like a weird child. Just roll <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bobby, what you got? I say Roquan. I like Roquan. I think he's going to do really well this year. Even, you know, with him moving Mac around. I know Mac has a linebacker uh, designation, but he's still D in there. Roquan, second year, Chi-Town linebacker. I think he'll be really good. Man, Roquan was like top 10 last year. Roquan he was, was really good. Really good. Yeah. He didn't and even so like cheap. come on until like 89 three, solos, five um, sacks, five pass defense. There's a lot of tackles to go around because Danny Trevathan, I think, was linebacker like 16 or something. Yeah. Or 20. Like he was in that 16 to like 22 range, I'm pretty sure. Like mm-hmm. I was very surprised as a, as a Trevathan owner that he finished that high. Yeah, it's kind of like targets, you know, with people kind of moving around and, you know, shifting landscape. I think Roquan's going to get a little bit more of those touches, I guess you could say. Yeah. So I, I like Quan Alexander for more points, uh, just because you have Trevathan there in Chicago, and I mean, who is the other 49ers linebacker of consequence? I don't even think I could name one. Fred Warner. Fred Warner, yeah. yeah. So maybe maybe Fred gobbles up some tackles there, but I, I still like Quan Alexander if he can stay healthy and stay on the field. So next move, Golden Tate to the Giants. Easy question here, guys. You got to figure Golden Tate, Jarvis Landry. Probably the top two targets in the auction. Who would you all rather have? Jarvis, all day. Again, Baker, you know, 45-50 touchdown upside. Um, we want pieces of this offense. No reason to think Jarvis can't catch 80-90 balls, 1,000 yards, 8-10 to 10 touchdowns. Um, he should move back into the slot, and Odell and Callaway should move outside. I think Land. I think Landry is a lot more comfortable in the slot and better in the slot. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think Landry should be a solid number two receiver for you. 
Bobby, I think you are in agreement there with Mr. Markham. Yeah, 81 receptions, 976 yards, and four touchdowns with his first year at Baker. So, yeah, I agree with the whole slot designation with Antonio Callaway. I, I think that's going to be really good for Cleveland. The only I like Golden Tate just because you've got a slot receiver and a quarterback who can't throw deep anymore. I just think Golden Tate probably – has a better, clearer path to more targets than Jarvis, not as many mouths to feed on that New New York offense. But the only question mark there is the redundant asset with Sterling Shepard. I mean, do you guys think they move Shepard now that they brought in Tate? I mean, it doesn't really make sense to have – unless you're just planning to run all slot receivers. Yeah. That's why I'm not big on Tate, really, is because Shepard kind of – is a slot receiver. They gotta keep Shepard, right? I, I mean, think move so. Move Shepard and Beckham. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. There'd be more Jets fans in New York than yeah. Giants fans. It's trending that way right now. Yeah. Not a good time to be a Giants fan. All right, another um, another move here. We're going to talk about Mark Ingram to the Ravens. This is Lee's guy. So um, I know we know Lee is shopping Mark Ingram. He put him out on the trade block. So the question here, guys, should he cash out now or should he hold him and extend him later on? Bobby, what's your thoughts? Get off of Mark Ingram's $17 million. If you've got anybody as far as trade suitors, I would move Mark Ingram. You know, like I was talking to a buddy the other day about Mark Ingram had to chase money with his age. You know, I don't know how old he is, but he didn't really need to stay with the Saints. He needed to get that last good, you know, two, three-year contract before retirement, and uh, I think that's what Lee needs to do. Agree. You know, if he waits another month and the Ravens draft Josh Jacobs, mm-hmm. you know, an, another young running back, that's going to take a that's going to uh, take a hit to Ingram's value. So, yeah, I agree. Energy around Ingram good right now. Get that good energy off your team. You only bad energy. Absolutely on your squad. Guys who are real locker room cancers. We want dark dark clouds around us mm-hmm. at all times, baby. Especially if you're Zach and possibly a demon. Just, just, he is a demon. Just fess Not up, possibly. Zach. Just, you are a demon, just Zach. Fess up. You've definitely sold your soul. We're we can tell. I can tell. Smell like sulfur. Could that it could be farts, but who knows? Uh, yeah, I think I'd cash out now. Uh, like you said, with the draft coming, a lot of these players that we think are valuable now are going to see their value just tank. There's usually more losers than winners in terms of existing established players coming out of the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that you see a guy that's like a winner because the team didn't draft anyone else at that position. More often it's, oh, my God, the Ravens just drafted Josh Jacobs and now Mark Ingram is – what is he? Yeah, his upside's maybe a low end running back two. Yeah, we got to pray for a touchdown every week. Yeah, sell him right now while you got the chance. Um, another guy for Lee, and this came courtesy of a trade, Mr. Tyrell Williams to the Raiders. Uh, so, Markham, let me ask you this: Were you shopping Tyrell, or did that just like naturally fall into place during the Thielen deal? I was shopping Tyrell. I knew that he was probably the piece that I was going to let go of my roster. I've been holding on to him for a long time. Um, I think actually I, it was me and you that traded him. I think we traded beginning of 2017. I was going to say, you've had him for at least two years. I fell on to him because I was waiting for him to hit free agency. I thought that, you know, uh, the landing spot was right. He could be a, a solid number two, potentially a number one on, on a new team. But, uh, yeah, I think the landing spot was good. So now was the time to sell. Good contract too, five point nine million through twenty twenty. I mean, if he goes off there in Oakland, that's a that's yeah, a song of a contract. I'm going to be upset if yeah if if he balls. 
So. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think it is an upgrade or a downgrade going from Phillip Rivers and the L.A. Chargers offense to Derek Carr and the Oakland Raiders offense? Definite upgrade. Uh, again, not going to be surprised if Tyrell has a top 30 finish this year. I think Oakland's going to be behind throwing a lot. A.B. will draw the better coverage. No more Jared Cook. Yes, Rivers is greater than Carr, but Tyrell was the third or fourth option uh, behind Keenan, Mike Williams, Melvin Gordon, and, you know, Hunter Henry's due back. So let's talk about a sneaky kind of tight end four, tight end five upside right there, Hunter Henry. Yeah, true. He he belongs in that group too. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. Okay, let let me ask you this. Last year – 41 reset. Let's do over under for Tyrell Williams now in Oakland. So this was last year, LA Chargers, like you said, maybe third or fourth guy on the totem pole. Over under 41 receptions. Over. Mm-hmm. Over under 653 receiving yards. Over. Yeah. Over, over under five touchdowns. Over. So you're taking the over on everything. Yeah. I see like 60 to 70 catches, 800 to 900 yards, mm-hmm. and like. Five to seven touchdowns. All right, then. Tyrell play the slot at all? No, but he's um, – He's a big dude, isn't he? With and, Roberts gone, I didn't know. He's very good at crossing routes, man. He's he's really good at taking it, you know, um, on the seam and then just, like, turning it upfield. He's got he's got some wheels. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's six foot four, two oh five. I mean, he's a big boy. Yeah. He'll be outside. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so did that – did you go into that Thielen trade thinking that you wanted to include Tyrell as part of the package, or did Lee come knocking? No, Tyrell was one of the guys that I, I think it was I was offering MVS, Tyrell, Khalil Mack, um, and he wanted Tyrell, and then Kareem came into the equation. We'll touch on that trade later. But, yeah, Tyrell was, was definitely like the first piece that I was shopping just because I thought that, you know, now was the time to trade him. Yeah. Cash out. Yep. All right, another wide receiver. This is Jim's guy, John Brown, going to the Bills. And he's clearly on, as far as uh, Jim's team goes, Michael Thomas is the alpha dog there. He's the one in the locker room who gets to pick the music. He's the one calling all the shots on the practice field. You know, if he wants to wear, you know, mesh shorts, all the wide receivers are going to wear mesh shorts. Like, he is the dude. Mm -hmm. He is the dude Mm -hmm. on Jim's team. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So now the question the is, he's the, and omega. If, if he's the alpha and omega, who's the beta? Who do you who do you take as the wide receiver to the options here? John Brown now with the Buffalo Bills, Cortland Sutton with the Denver Broncos, or Calvin Ridley with the Atlanta Falcons? Who finishes the season as wide receiver two? I think it's easy. I like Ridley. You know, really had a couple games last year, especially that one three touchdown game and just a ton of yards. Um, probably more than anything just because I like Matt Ryan a whole lot more than Joe Flacco. You know, kind of selfishly, I would like for John Brown to have a really good season just as the Josh Allen owner, um, you know, as they've kind of gotten rid of everybody who resembles a decent wide receiver there, uh, you know, in Buffalo with um, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Sammy Watkins? No, not Sammy Watkins. The – Kelvin Benjamin, didn't he go to Kansas City late last year? They yeah. picked him up or something. But oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, I mean, it just doesn't sound like there's anybody left in Buffalo. So, I hope John Brown is kind of the guy there. But, yeah, Ridley, Ridley for me, I think that's pretty easy. Agree. A lot of it has to do with the quarterback situation. I want mm-hmm. Matt Ryan over both those other guys. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Do you like, though, because Ridley's clearly the <clears throat> number two behind Julio Jones. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, and Sor- maybe. Cortland Sutton is wide receiver one right now on the Denver Broncos. That's the only reason I took Sutton is because even though Flacco's not as good as Matt Ryan, um, I like the wide receiver one on any team over the wide receiver two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess it just depends. I don't know. Last year changed my mind a lot on that stuff, you know, with the Rams yeah. getting three productive receivers and it seems like all these other off- – like I think the Browns will see So you think year. the Falcons will be a productive offense? I think so. I yeah. mean, Matt Ryan was number two quarterback last year, right? Yeah. Um, that defense was just horrible. Not good. I mean, that, they should be better. They were just – they were decimated. Yeah, I mean, they had their kind of backbone of the defense ripped out with both Deion Jones and then Keanu Neal out yep. for a lot of the season. That right. killed them. Yeah, Matt Ryan, 4,900 pass yards, 35 touchdowns, seven interceptions, which is really underrated. But wow. Yeah, that was – a lot of the reason Matt Ryan was so good is because that defense was so bad. How, do you like the landing spot for John Brown in Buffalo? I'm not crazy about it. I, um, you know, I was really hoping for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I, I've always been a John Brown fan. And actually, I, he was one of the guys I drafted in That's the right. original I remember auction. that. Mm-hmm. And then you got just whammied by that sickle cell that yeah, really yeah. just zapped him in Arizona. Yeah, and then he apparently got that under control. And he was really good last year, the first half. He was good until yeah. Lamar came in. Lamar and, came in you know. and then kind of ruined it for him. Yeah, so – Thanks, Lamar. But, yeah, yeah, I'm a fan of him. I just don't know that he's going to be consistent there week to week. If Emmanuel Sanders comes back relatively healthy, is he wide receiver one over Sutton? Yeah. I just don't think – I don't see Emmanuel Sanders coming back. Like, I really think this is the end of the road for him. That age 30 Achilles is pretty rough. Yeah. He just he, – Emmanuel Sanders is not someone I bet against. He is He's a hard worker mm-hmm. and um, just a great route runner. I don't know. We've seen Steve Smith come back from Achilles at an at old age. Uh, Michael Crabtree had an Achilles. I'm not going to write off Emmanuel. He's he's awesome. I mm-hmm. hope I hope he you know, I hope he comes back. That's Didn't did he win you a fantasy championship one year? Am I remember remembering this correctly? Uh, he wasn't on the team. The he wasn't on the team last year or the year. No, I'm just thinking of an, in another league. Like, did he win you a, a championship in ESPN on our ESPN? I don't believe so. I don't believe so. Antonio Brown's been a, uh, responsible for a lot of that stuff. So. That's true. Yeah. Good old AB. He won me seriously like three or four championships in another league. Yeah. You're disgusting. I love you, AB. <laughs> All right, Devin Funchess to my beloved Indianapolis Colts. This is another Zach Magic Carpet Ride offseason move. Zach, just stop it. Seriously, you're hurting all of us so much right now. You're a demon. Sick of it. <laughs> you're demon ways. Bobby, why don't you give us some actual insight while Adam and I just sit over here and lick our wounds? Yeah, I like Funches, I guess, to the Colts. Funches was – he's a really good contract, I know, for Zach. I think he's only like a million and a half or a million seven, something like that. So he's really cheap. I think he probably is better on the Colts than he was for Carolina last year. Oh, no doubt. You know, Cam seems like, you know, kind of the Peyton Manning of a couple of years where – 20 yards is a pretty far throw for him. I mean, he admitted he couldn't throw the ball 30 yards at the end of last season. But Funchess is a big, you know, red zone target. So maybe it hurts Funchess a little bit because, you know, freaking Eric Ebron is, you know, he's still a target monster. Jack Doyle will be back healthy again. So, I mean, I think Funchess will be better than last year. I don't think a lot better, but it's probably, I don't know. I guess it's better than Carolina. You like being tethered to a prolific offense. 
like the Colts. I mean, luck for the Colts prolific. I mean, I think they'll finish top 10 in, in terms of, like, important offensive metrics this year. Yeah, i say top 10. I wouldn't necessarily say top five. But I define important as probably top five. Yeah. They're outside the top five for me. Nah, they could push in there. Eh. Hit them, hit Bobby. <laughs> hit them, dude. You come across this table. And to, you me, see what happens. to me, it's like the Colts just added a third tight end. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the size that Funchess is. I mean, yeah. he's like I mean, a huge, lumbering human being. <laughs> he was not quick. He seemed slow. He mm-hmm. had a lot of drops. All they're uh, going to do is post him up in the end zone. Yeah. And just be like, hey, go get this jump ball. Right. He was not impressive in Carolina. But I trust Ballard, and I think that maybe he sees something that we don't, like he did with the Eric Ebron. So, yeah. Uh, Paid him a lot of money, too. I mean, yeah, it's a low risk. Again, cheap-ass contract. Yeah, I think he I think he could be pretty productive this year. So, there's a great <laughs> quick conversation to have. Um, Ebron or Doyle? Who is the better have for this year? That's tough. I mean, Ebron was so touchdown dependent last year. You know, double-digit touchdowns. That doesn't happen that often for a tight end. Um, Probably Ebron. I, I still like, like Ebron just yeah. because I think they he has a connection with Luck in the end zone, and I think that's going to be super valuable. What was Doyle's deal with injuries last year? I think he had a hip, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, and it was – that's kind of serious. Yeah, that, those are kind of lingering. Ebron was tight end four. Uh, 66 receptions, 750 yards, 13 touchdowns. Dang. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. I mean, that's not repeatable, I don't think, especially since you just added a third tight end, as Markham said, in Devin Funches. So yeah. you put you give him, you know, five touchdowns and take eight touchdowns away, that puts him more in the tight end eight, nine, ten category, a whole lot less valuable. But, yeah, I agree with you, Adam. I think – I don't even think Funches is going to run routes. I think they might just leave him yeah. permanently in the end zone yeah. and just not call him offside. Just, yeah. He's I, old. We're just going to leave him here. I just leave him okay. there, guys. I truly think I don't want any of the tight ends. Really, I don't want to figure it out. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a Los Angeles Rams receiver situation. Like, don't get me wrong. I would like to have any of them. But, but not as high as upside. There, Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, there are weeks where it's kind of like, dang it, like, freaking cup went off and Cooks didn't do anything, and I started Cooks, you yeah. know? So, yeah. you know, it wasn't like the A, B, and Juju where it's like both of them are going to eat yeah. every single week, you know? So it's that's one what's, or the other usually. That's what's fun and frustrating about fantasy is that one week to the next in these tight end landscapes where you've got Ebron and Doyle, it can be aggravating. Yeah. So Adam Humphrey – Adam Humphrey – ugh. Get her out. Woo! Adam Humphreys to the Titans, not owned currently. I mean, is this just is Tennessee the land where wide receivers go to die? Are you all excited at all about Adam Humphreys tethered to Marcus Mariota? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Hated seeing that landing spot. Yeah. Okay. My- another question, kind of spitting off this, is Marcus Mariota the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans in 2020? No, he shouldn't be. He he probably will be, but he shouldn't be. I think this is it. I think this, well, this is year five, so this is it. Mm-hmm. It really is it. The, what I've always said about Mariota that I think is the biggest insult that you can hurl at a starting quarterback is that I have never in any game Titans play the Colts twice a season, year five. I've never once in any of those games been scared of Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's like he's just not special. No, to he's me. not at all, and he definitely can't support. I mean, how many touchdowns did he throw last year? It like was, eight? Yeah, not good. I mean, it was like <laughs> I'll look at it. It was like it was back in 1957 again with yeah. these Marcus Mariota touchdown totals. It was insane. Mariota 
Y'all are uh, like twelve. Y'all are giving him a rough go. Here he is, eleven touchdowns. Dude, he How threw eleven <laughs> touchdowns. I think Mahomes had that in like two games. He disappeared on me. Marcus Mariota was like the QB, maybe thirty or thirty-five. Like he was really far down there. Twenty-five hundred yards, eleven touchdowns, and eight interceptions. That's, That's awful. really bad. Yeah. Like Ryan, Matt Ryan had seven picks and thirty-six touchdowns. Yeah. I mean. I was really hopeful, like, a lot of those prognosticators, when they did, like, the free agent landing spots, had Humphreys to the Colts, and mm-hmm. I was just praying that's, that that would be such a good fit with Andrew yeah, Luck. Nice. So much better. But now it's just like, I mean, yeah, if I could get Humphreys for, like, a million, two million, three million, maybe, it I would seems, take a flyer, but I'm not interested. It seems like a lot of these guys are the same in Humphreys and Corey Davis and – you know, all, all these get Taewon Taylor, they're all kind of weird, small, run around the field. Who's actually – Eric Decker, is Decker still there? Decker retired yeah, like three seasons ago. So sorry, guys. We just don't, I, we just don't know what yeah. these receivers are because we haven't seen a, a good quarterback get them the ball. So while we're on this Tennessee thread, is Derrick Henry good or bad? You just want to know this because you traded him away. I'm really frustrated. And it's just under your it's skin. It's eating at me because I saw Zach again – Demon. <laughs> um, you know, he gave him the new inaugural fifth-year rookie option, which was pretty awesome, or awful. You know, next year's 17, 18, 18 yeah. million. That's, that's a lot. lot. That's if, a lot uh, of money. If it turns out week five, Derrick Henry is only averaging 2.1 yards a carry. Mm-hmm. My apologies, you demon. <laughs> I think he'll be. I think he'll be a great best ball running back. Zach, we really love you. He's just sitting in like I a don't dark, trust you, Zach. dark cave with like lit fires and skulls everywhere. This is the part of the podcast where it slowly starts heading downhill. It's about ten o'clock, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's the podcast after. But dark. no, I really no. To be honest with you, I I really don't have any. You know, you were talking a couple of podcasts ago about Kenyon Drake and that you don't have your finger on the pulse of Kenyon Drake, and he is not the, at all. I believe him. I called him the hashtag hashtag emoji, just as a RIP to uh, to your your 2019 team or 17 team. Single, what, single Bobby, what year is it right now? <laughs> I need you to tell me what year it is. Hold on. I'm trying to focus and get this thought out. I really am going to be frustrated if Derrick Henry week five is going off. I don't think he will. I, I think they need to give him 20 to 25 touches just to see if he's good or not. Um, but, yeah, I do think Marcus Mariota. The fantasy good. footballers brought up a good point today about Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. He's in the last year of his contract. And the Titans want to build around Derrick Henry, so why have they not extended him yet? Yeah. You know? Because he got a fourth of his points in one game yeah, last year. Because they don't trust him either. Yeah. You know? I think they know. Like like I said, great best ball running back. I don't know that I necessarily want to figure out if I'm going to put him in my starting lineup every week. I mean, Even as a flex guy. This year he may be okay because they – that probably is their best option to win. Is Don't is, give Mariota the ball. Seriously, is keeping the ball out of Mariota's hand and controlling the clock and, and I, playing winning with defense. We kind of forget Deion Lewis is still there. No kidding. Mm-hmm. He I, has not been cut. It sucks that he went there too. That's another like – these players have to get smarter about mm-hmm. where they go and, and they need to think about these situations they're going to be in because this affects his next potential payday. Yeah. But if he's not producing here in Tennessee, he's not going to get a big deal. Don't go to a crowded backfield with a guy that the Titans invested high draft capital in. DeMarco Murray died in Tennessee. Exactly, man. Yeah. It's where all good players go to die. It I is. know Ben was hyping up Corey Davis today in Slack, and it's just no like – I love Corey Davis. Yeah. I, I, super talented. 
Put him on any team besides Tennessee, and he'd probably be uh, in the mix for like wide receiver, high end wide receiver two conversations. Yeah. So, did the Titans look at drafting a quarterback? They should. I don't know what picks they have, but surely they they have to be thinking about it. They should always be thinking about a quarterback. I think that they will be at the bottom of the AFC South this year. Uh, I'm not project, projecting big things for the Jags either. I could see like seven or eight wins for the Jags, yeah. maybe four or five wins for the Titans. Agreed. I think the Titans will be drafting very high at the top of the next year's draft. Mariota's kind of been injury riddled a little bit. I mean, not like long term. I mean, he has those weird arm issues where yeah. he loses feeling in his fingers. Mm-hmm. Can't yeah. grip a football. That happened twice last it's year. Just weird. It's like he was <laughs> yeah, hit right on his funny great. bone. He's like, ow, I can't throw anymore. Of course, if I got took one hit from NFL player, my body would just disintegrate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next player here, near and dear to my heart, Adrian Phillips, back to the Chargers, not owned. He's this weird safety linebacker hybrid. Uh, any interest for you guys in the free agent auction, auction, Mr. Adrian Phillips? You owe him a little bit more credit than that intro right there. I, he pretty much really helped you win the championship. He was last the year. key. Yeah. He was. Uh, he started off with got you like eighteen points. Yep. Yeah. Man, astute, Markham. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, that was. I a, remember, man. Oh yeah, that was Got, a uh, Kisslingberry special. That Thursday yeah. night, uh, Baltimore game. I think it was. Maybe yeah. could be wrong, but yeah, Adrian, you're not gonna get him. In in my opinion, I think somebody's gonna pay more. There's and, gonna be uh, people that are gonna want him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's, he's, secrets out. Yeah. He's a weird. He's a weird hybrid, and I don't think a lot of people really knew, you know, who he was or what was going on with him last season, but. Very talented. You know, obviously the Chargers like him enough to bring him back, so that's got to tell you something about their plans and what they, you know, what they have in mind for him. So. The problem with San Diego – or uh, no, wait, what are they now? Yeah. Los Angeles. Should yeah. still be San Diego, Should let's still be, be honest. San Diego. Uh, there's just so many linebackers and safeties there right now. You know, um, Derwin James. Derwin White, James. Derwin James. Jatavis Brown. Brown. Perryman. Perryman, yeah. yep. Um, what are they doing? I mean, it's going to – I don't know that Phillips will be as – good as he was last year as consistent as he was last year because he got his opportunity because they were decimated with injuries yeah um so i don't know i That's mean true. i think there's safer options out there adrian phillips is definitely awesome and underrated though yeah like him a lot if i have a chance i'll be in on the bidding just because i, I owe it to yeah. him he's my boy how, yeah. how far into the bidding Huh? Eh, I'll probably bow out once. I mean, I have twenty-four million to get like twenty-four players. So. Yeah, you'll be bidding with that heart instead of your head. <laughs> Everybody will be five hundred k. I'll pay Phillips like six million a year or something stupid. Hmm. All right, so yeah. next move. This is Sam's guy, Randall Cobb. <laughs> yeah, you'll set your team back about thirty years. Sorry, go ahead, Josh. <laughs> Randall Cobb to the Cowboys. Uh, this is Sam's guy. So let's go back to twenty seventeen. And look at Randall Cobb's numbers. And I want to play another game of over-under. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, here we go. This was Randall Cobb's numbers from 2017. So, not last year, but the year before. So, with the Cowboys, do you see him going over-under 66 catches? Under. Over. Oh, first. It's not a race, Adam. <laughs> uh, 653 yards. Under. Over. Wait, who is this? Crabtree? No, oh, it's Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb on the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, Under. All right, four touchdowns. Over. Maybe over there. I think I'd go under on catches, maybe slightly over on yards, and maybe slightly over on touchdowns. I don't know. I mean, I do think Cobb is washed up. 
But who else is in Dallas? I mean, you could say Michael Gallup is their wide receiver too. He's pretty hurt. Yeah. Right. No, that Michael was Gallup. Uh, that was Hearns. Alan Hearns. That's yeah. right. Yeah. The that's right. The playoffs have playoff injury. Oh, that, that, that bad ankle injury. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was gross. Um, Beasley's gone. Beasley's gone. Yep. Witten, I don't think he's going to be as usable as people I honestly, think he is. Honestly, here's what I, I think. Still, yeah, forget that. He's I think Witten, I think they threw him a bone because he was a franchise legend. I think he called him and said, please, God, mm-hmm. I've got to get out of the booth. Yeah. Just bring me back. They're roasting can, me on the interwebs. They're making fun of my – you saw he shaved his head. Went yeah. back to, like, the shaved head look. Yeah. What was the name he had such a, a rough time with? Um Pull the rabbit out of the head. That was my favorite. Oh, that's uh, going to die. I love crazy, when he broke yeah. the Pro Bowl trophy. and That's right. Just a uh, solid year from just, beginning to end for Witten. They've got to blow that thing up. I know they're like in talks with Peyton Manning, but they've just got to back the Brinks truck up. and I've got to look this up. And uh, just they need whatever to, They it takes. need to invest more in the Booker Mobile, though. I'll say that. If they're going to – they need to have it like um, – like you know the like the golf cart type things they have at baseball games that have like the big giant like novelty head yes. or helmet. It yes. needs to be Booger's head. You're right. Is the top of the Booger mobile and it's just like a big caricature, and he can't even see out the windshield. He's just driving blind all around the football field to interview people, running over people. <laughs> That's what I want. Driving it like Marshawn Lynch yeah. at the the Cal the Cal game when he was in the golf cart. Yeah. So. I, ha- I drew the comparison, Mark. I mean, I know you're a Crabtree fan. I know. Oh yeah, I love. But Andy I Crab. see him as as this year, as next year's Crabtree, like a guy that this is kind of his last rodeo on his way out the door. I just don't like you uh, lumping Crabtree as if he's he's done forever. I'd uh, rather have crab meat than Crabtree okay. right now. I just think that he was in a very bad situation, the worst situation outside of maybe Buffalo. Uh, he was because he was solid. Yeah, he wasn't great. He was underwhelming when Flacco was there, but he was at least somewhat solid. You were optimistic. When Lamar came in, into town, it was – He was about as solid as my abs are right okay. now, which you give those a touch and you'd be like – Listen, I just think he's a good candidate to bounce back and uh, – Doesn't have a job though right now. I mean, is, I, it, is it landing spot dependent at all for you? Listen, I, I would like to see his, his chain get snatched one more time, baby. <laughs> that is the truth. <laughs> That that story, I want a third. I want a whole thirty for thirty on yeah. the chain snatching because we'll my dude it. taped it to his chest. Yeah, and that may be like, is that the greatest moment in Aqib Talib's career? I think so. To snatch a man's chain off his chest when it's taped down to his chest. I can't think of anything more disrespectful. Mm. I mean, how did he do that? Because those football pads. You know, like a chain underneath football pads taped to your chest. Yeah. I don't think if I was standing in front of Michael Crabtree no. that I could snatch it off his chest. No. Mm. I don't know what y'all are talking about. You don't remember the chain snatching? Samson Ebucam was the name I was thinking about that Witten screwed up so oh, horribly gosh. on Monday oh, night. I can imagine. Was that Eb- that Monday night game they got with the Rams Ebu- Chiefs? Ebu- Ebu- Ebucam. Oh, yeah, Ebu- okay. Ebucam. Oh, it was so awful. But anyways, I don't know what y'all are talking about. I've literally been Googling this the whole time. So. It's good to well, know uh, yes. Michael Crabtree and Aquib uh, Tlaib. Aqib Tlaib. Aqib Tlaib. They do not get along. <laughs> they are not BFFs like Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. Uh. All right. Uh, what's our next move here, Bobo? I don't even know. Have we talked about Adrian Peterson? We have not. Let's talk let's, about AP. Let's get into him. Adrian Peterson back to the Redskins. And how this affects Mr. Nico to be father Keels. Yeah, he's got that baby's got to be coming soon, yeah, right? Yeah, he was on Slack with me the other day. Love saying, you, Nico. Any day now. Any day now. My my uh, recommendation for the girl name 
I'm sure y'all have seen it, was May, first name, Field, middle name, Keels. That's Ooh, very nice. Right? I love that. That's right? a good name. That's really yeah. good. That's it's been good. in a podcast. It has to happen now, Nico. Yep. Sorry. Make it happen. So what do you think there? You know, I know AP is probably, is he owned by Nico? I guess he is. I know he's a Geis owner is probably the reason we're talking about him. You know, I don't primarily. know. Is he? Is he not a free agent? Let's look it up. Let's look and see. But, yeah, with Geis uh, coming off of the ACL, MCL, I forget what it was last year. Yeah, early he is a free agent. Okay, so AP is a free agent. So, you know, I don't. I guess AP. What does he get? What does he get in the auction? Uh, not that much. Unless you're Nico, then you probably better go grab him. Yeah, I think Nico's getting AP. Just as the handcuff there because – I don't know. I mean, do they bring AP back and give him that contract if they think Darius Geis is good to go? This is kind of the Tevin Coleman McKinnon situation where you kind of need both. You know? Yeah, I think you're going to want to ease Geis into this and kind of, you know, you don't want to give him 25 carries. You want Geis about week eight. Yeah. Yeah. And really, you know, what do you you're, what yeah, are you what do you, for? What are you plan for? Like, yeah. this is a reset year, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got dealt a really bad Aside hand. Aside from the Miami Dolphins, like, you are probably going to be – the second team that's going to be in contention for the number one overall yeah. pick next year. Isn't their starting quarterback Case, Case Keenum? Keenum? Yes. So, I mean, Case Keenum's not the future there. He's no. buying a couple years until – I don't know if Alex Smith plays he again. He should be probably done. Yeah. I would think. So, it's interesting. I know yeah. you had talked about on, on your notes a little bit too about Piran maybe being more involved. I saw something. Yeah, where the other did you day? hear this? I'm curious. I, don't know. I just saw it on – anytime Samaj Piran is mentioned, <laughs> I just – I'm interested. He was one of my draft picks. I legit picked up Piran last year thinking that Nico had dropped Geis. You know, sometimes you're on RSO like way too late at night, and you're yeah. like, dude, he dropped Piran. And I was like, man, a million and a half, that's a freaking steal. Yeah, you never Next know. Next morning I had him, and I was like, wait a minute. That's my JP Ryan. <laughs> was that when you just put in a dip for the first time Probably. in about three years and you were just like up floating off all the over the bed? It was a kayak great. But I got I got some Maje, so that's uh, all that congrats matters. Congrats there, Bobby. Yeah. So you know, congrats to Nico for owning the whole 2018 rookie draft class. Seriously, Nico. Minus Sony Michelle and you Kieran will never Johnson. get them, Nico. <laughs> Ever, you demon. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is now a demon, in case you're wondering. All of you are demons. I'm an angel. Always have been. Yeah, Markham just put his second dip in of the night. Yes, so sir. This is on the top lip, baby. <laughs> the, the upper decker. Yeah, the upper yes, decker. Sir. Yeah, he is definitely – his soul has left his body. Woo-wee. Speaking of souls leaving bodies, let's talk about Dante Moncrief to the Steelers. Do y'all like that at all? Let's well, just talk about your little uh, note here, Josh. So – does Moncrief or James Washington end up wide receiver two in Pittsburgh in 2019? Who's y'all's upside I'm not there? super impressed by James Washington, but yeah. Moncrief, when he was with the Colts and Jags, he's had so many opportunities, and he's just done nothing with it. I am not at all a Moncrief believer. So just by default, give me James Washington. Can't catch the ball, can he? Moncrief's had a lot of bad drops in his career. Yeah. Am I making that up? He's, but in fairness to him, he's had a lot of bad quarterbacks too. Yeah. He wasn't a part of the luck days, right? Maybe a little bit. A little bit, yeah. He was banged up a little bit in Indy because he was in. The, he was with the Colts before he went to the Jags, and he was but with he the had Jags a lot of time. Year. But he had a lot of time with some bad quarterbacks. Yeah, he had that year. I mean, you know, because luck was out all last year. So yeah. Moncrief's last season with the Colts, he was. Not on the great. Jacoby Brissett. Brissett was fine, but yeah, I mean, he wasn't. Then he goes to a Jacksonville. Quarterback. Has yeah. Bortles. Bortles. Mm-hmm. You don't know. I mean, he's got some upside. He, he could. You could talk yourself into him. I'd probably take Washington. I feel like he has maybe a little more upside just because so much unknown. 
But uh, both of them are pretty mad at me. I, I could see them addressing uh, the wide receiver in the draft. You know, That's the rumblings that I've heard is that they're going to try yeah. to replace Antonio like, Brown. We don't need you, A.B. See, here's D.K. <laughs> Told you. Yeah, be sweets. DK there would be sick. Yes, but. it would. I mean, they have a they have a tendency. They're probably one of the best teams in terms of drafting wide receivers. Yeah, like if for you sure. were to rank what each team is really good at drafting, and that's a big reason why I want to believe in Washington. I'm like, well, I mean, they've had proven success. They Martavis Bryant was good there, kind of okay for a couple of years. Martavis Bryant, Emmanuel Sanders, yeah, Mike Sanders. Wallace, like they've had tons. a long decorated history. Yeah, for sure. All right, Wes. Randall L. Mm. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Randall L. He needs to be one of my uh, veterans in our uh, in our playoff yeah, uh, draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, always, we always nominate captains for our playoff teams. We won't, we won't talk about, about it. Not, let's, not, let's not, Bobby. <laughs> let's not. Let's go ahead and move our to the next last year was uh, segment, Josh. All right, so the, the <laughs> last move here that uh, – Bobby, you added this one to the doc. So what do we got here? What's the last free agent move? Man, this one was probably my favorite, not only NFL free agent signing um, of the year, but also probably it was a my, trade. Sorry, also probably my favorite XFFL trade acquisition is Jordan Howard to the Eagles, and I know your team name. Yes, you do. What is it? The Houston Gamblers. There you go. I almost said Houston Rage is what I almost said. That would have been an interesting combo. So here's you know, your $5 for the nice comment. Thank it's you. been interesting to listen to the ballers here the last couple of days and their early top 25 rankings, really. And I really disagree with a lot of them. Um, but where do you all project Howard to end the season? I could see him low end running back two, high end running back three range, just kind of what I'm hoping for. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's. If he's running back 23 to 26 range, that would be a good outcome for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm counting on him as my running back three right now, really. So, yeah. any, anything I can get out of him would be good. He's a flex guy for me. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think he'll be kind of similar to last year, maybe a little better. But, again, I think they maybe bring someone else in through the draft uh, or pick up another one of these free agents. Or, or you know, like we've talked, maybe maybe they trade for McKinnon or Breida. Or, or Duke Johnson. Or Duke Johnson. I think that's the heaviest team that Duke Johnson has been linked with. And I don't know if I like it just because there's so many weird – They have, yeah. Wendell Smallwood. Uh, Josh Adams. Adams. Um, and then there's so many pieces on offense too. Nelson Aguilar, um, Zach Ertz. Uh, Alshon Goddard, Jeffrey. Alshon, Alshon Jeffrey. Deshaun Goddard. Jackson. Yeah, yeah Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. I mean, you don't give Deshaun Jackson a three-year deal if he's not going to be part of your plans no. this season. Yeah, so I mean – that's pretty, that's really interesting to me. I hadn't thought about Deshaun going back there. Uh, Loaded. Desha- Deshaun's owned in the XFFL? By yours truly. Oh. It was part of that. We were just talking before we got on. The worst trade I made last year was whatever first-round pick it was for Deshaun Jackson and Keelan Cole. I that's said, not a bad trade, dude. Yeah. Well, thank God now, you know, I did it to short my flex because I made that trade right after I had to start Robert frickin' Turbin mm. in my flex because Biceps. of injuries and bye weeks. And you did it last year whenever Deshaun was, like, balling mm-hmm. out of the game. Yeah, no, that's not with Fitzmagic. So now, thankfully, he's back in Philadelphia. That's an upgrade in terms of offense, quarterback, upside – and then Keelan Cole, you know, we may not be crazy about uh, Nick Foles down there in Jacksonville, but at least it's an upgrade from 
freaking Blake Portals. I see Howard as double-digit touchdowns this year. I think the Eagles' offense, with Wentz being healthy a full year, a full offseason, um, I think the Eagles' offense don't don't crown the Browns just yet. I really think the Eagles are going to be pretty uh, competitive. Don't crown the Browns, baby. Crown the Brown. You hear that, Nico? Ba- band name called it. It's the second of the day. You hear that, Nico? <laughs> What was it? Mayfield kills. Mayfield, Mayfield kills is his daughter. Mayfield Najoku kills. Yeah. If, if what's the son's name? Uh, Najoku kills. <laughs> Najoku Agba. No, I guess they got rid of Emmanuel Ooh, Agba. Agba's so. gone. <laughs> He's oh. in Kansas City uh, now. We'll come Ruins up with that one. Good. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll Odell. We'll yeah. keep brainstorming. Odell. Beasy, Jeezy. Jarvis Beckham. Yeah. Keels. There you go. Done. All right. That was easy. You're welcome, Nico. All right. Let's transition now into the trade recap, and uh, let's kick it off here. Markham, what do you got for us? Okay, everyone. It's time for some trades. Let's get right into it. Going to start with a trade between Lorne and Lezus. Lorne gives up the 106 and Alec Ogletree for Keanu Neal, Chris Godwin, and the 302. God, I love Chris Godwin this year. I know. I he agree. Is, he is such a – you talk about guys that could break into that back end of the wide receiver one range. I know he has Mike Evans there, but, man, like he is just hyper-talented. I think he's poised for a huge breakout. I was actually looking at Godwin, I think, when we transitioned from John to Lee. So it just kind of got lost in the mix. And I didn't even realize that Lauren had traded for Godwin until I went and saw him on his roster. I know. Yeah, and, the cap, Lee. Arians has already commented mm-hmm. that Godwin has 100 catch potential, so that's music to, uh, I guess, Lauren's ears. 1.1 million is amazing. So cheap. Yeah, and Deshaun gone too. Deshaun gone. Adam Humphrey's gone. Yeah, I mean, there's Arians in town. Who yeah, loves, loves to throw the deep loves ball. Loves to throw it deep. Hates the tight end. Hates the tight end. Who owns that tight end? Not Ben, so he loves the tight end. <laughs> yeah. He does love the tight end now. He really loves him. I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard All right, so who, who won this one, Adam? I think Lauren uh, won this one pretty handily. I thought that uh, I thought that Chris Godwin was kind of undersold by uh, Lezus. I think – was this the first trade that, that Lee made in the league? It may have been. It was pretty close. Yeah. I think in 106 – I know we were talking about this last night. 106 is an interesting pick because I feel like there's like – Five sure things right. in this rookie draft. Uh, you have Nikhil Harry, you have DK Metcalf, you have Paris Campbell, AJ Brown, and the top running back from Penn State, whose name I can't think of right now. But a lot of people have Josh Jacobs as the number one running back. But yeah, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery. Those are the Is it Miles Sanders the guy from Penn State? Miles Sanders okay. is the guy from Penn State, yeah. Yeah. So it seems like they're in my mind, at least from what I'm hearing, five sure things. So it's like that six pick. That's where maybe the dart throws start right there. And it's all landing spot dependent. Right. We're speculating right now. But that 106, I think, weirdly – funny enough, it had been the 105, this would have maybe tilted it. But, yeah, I think it's an easy win for Lorne on this one. And and also, another note is Lorne got to get off that Alec Ogletree contract, mm-hmm. which was $5.6 million. It expires after this year. But, you know, Ogletree was okay last year, but – a lot of those numbers were made up because of the interceptions. He had five interceptions, and I think he had a – didn't he have a pick six? Yeah. Maybe two pick sixes? A couple. 
but I, I think you're, you're likely to see regression there. So, Older uh, linebacker. And also Keanu Neal. I mean, he, yeah. he should – He's a I stud. I see him to – yeah, he was very elite before he tore his ACL. I know um, Kisslingberry had him projected inside the top ten for safeties. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why he won't be another uh, number one safety again. Chris Godwin was taken in the third round of the 2017 draft. Great the pick. last pick of that round by Lynch Mob, so previous to – You nail those third-round picks with guys, Shoot, especially yeah. running backs and wide receivers that pop. I mean, that is such a delicious contract. Yep. Um, no so, kidding. Hey, Mark, can you do me a favor? Can you open your water be, bottle be a, little, a little louder into your microphone <laughs> yeah, next time? Yeah, crank it up. Yeah, crank it up. There you go. How's that? It's going to pop, perfect. pop that, my audio levels. That looks Thank good. You. All right, what's our next trade? Okay, next trade. Uh, Bobby. Yeah. You want to go ahead and uh, take it over? If I, if I must. Uh, traded Robert Woods, who is currently $11 million through 2022. We did not know at the Pretty time. Pretty lengthy contract. Uh, my 405 and my 409. Isn't that a product? Isn't that like a Lysol 409, product? 409, yeah. 409. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clean, cleaning uh, product. Can you work on a, uh, like a, one of those board, uh, like sounds that comes up whenever 409 comes on? No. 409. Yeah. Nico traded me, no. AJ Green, who was $28 million through 2019. Leighton Van Der Esch, $1.1 million through 2021, and his 2022nd. I will not give you my opinion on this as an owner of current players. So, Josh, what do you think here? I mean, you know my feelings on A.J. Green. Well documented. I like his bounce back potential this year with a new head coach there. Uh, toe injuries are definitely a concern. And, yeah, LVE, do you still – you don't – do you still have LVE or did you move I, him? Bobby I, doesn't have any of these guys. I don't think I have any picks or anything. Robert Woods is currently owned by Zach. AJ <sighs> Green is currently owned by Lee. Leighton Vander Esch is currently owned by Aaron. Okay. And maybe I still have the 2022nd. So possible. I have no thoughts. Okay. <laughs> you know, Ed, I, I it's will... hard to say that you won the trade when you have none of the pieces left except for maybe one. <sighs> I moved Leighton Vander Esch in a couple of pieces for Amari. Amari. I moved AJ Green and a couple pieces for Allen Robinson. We'll talk about both of those later on. I do miss Leighton Van Der Esch. I, I really think this is the first year where Sean Lee is not playing and it's basically LVE and Jalen Samuel. So LVE to me is a top five linebacker. I, I think he's going to be really, really good. AJ Green, I, me and you have differing opinions on. Uh, in the big three little Slack channel, we have all kind of had a discussion about A.J. Green. And, you know, I, I hope the best for A.J. Green. I just, at that point in his career for $28 million, I just don't see a lot of upside in it. You can, I'm not going to extend him. He's 30 years old. I even think his contract with the Bengals is up, and they haven't really got into extension talks like they have with Julio. So, I don't know. Now, what I will say is – Robert Woods being $11 million, I did not know that when I made this trade. I literally thought Robert Woods was $11 million expiring in 2019, and I was going to have to re-up him. So, kudos to Nico for moving him on. Um, Robert Woods is probably the older of the three wide receivers there in L.A., so I don't know. I do have Cooks and Cup. I can't. I, I, do, I could own all three, and I owned all four when I had Josh Reynolds. So That you did. And, yeah, you're right. A.J. Green is expiring. Yes. On the actual Bengals as well as the XFFL. Yeah. I think it's a pretty fair trade. I mean, Bobby took on the cap, you know, 
I don't know if you have any regrets there. That might have. No, I mean, I, AJ you were, Green. You were able he, to move AJ. So, if AJ yeah. was twenty eight million through like twenty twenty one or something, if he was multiple years at twenty eight million, that would be really hard because yeah. you're getting into a thirty one, thirty two year old wide receiver who is not an Antonio Brown. Right. You know, he's not. You know, AB's not coming off of a pretty serious toe injury, so. A.J. Green could be awesome. He could be a top ten wide receiver. He also could play only eight games. Exactly. So, that's kind of a crapshoot with him this year. But I do really – I miss a, uh, LVE probably the most in all of that. I, I think he's really got a lot of upside this year. Let's let's play another game of over-under. So, this was A.J. Green's last healthy season. He played nine games last year. Played 16 games in 2017. These are his numbers. So, give me over-under. 75 receptions. I'm going over. I'd probably go – give me the evil, equal. I'm just going to say 75. 75 even, baby. 75. Yeah, okay. So, um, mark them over under 75. Um, I think I'm going to go under. Under, okay. I don't okay. know that he plays. I mean, 75 catches, that could be like 13 games. Yeah. So y'all are factoring injury into this. If he plays 13 games, he probably catches 75 passes. If he, if he plays, I mean, let's, let's say just he, say 16, 16. So it's even comparison. 16, wide, he'll be a wide receiver sure. one. Yeah, he'll be he'll have 90 catches. Agreed. 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns. So 12. So yeah, because he had 1,078 yards. The most yards he's ever had in his career was in 2013. 1,426 yards. He had 11 touchdowns. He was probably in the mix for wide receiver one that year, I bet. Mm -hmm. um, 2017, he had 1,078 yards, 75 catches, and eight touchdowns. Mm -hmm. So, decent season. Yeah. Probably in the back half of the wide receiver one category. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, we'll see. it. This will probably either be a bounce-back year that earns him a big-time next contract mm -hmm. or – one of those years where he just falls off a cliff and maybe he makes a roster as like a wide receiver two type next year. But, it, man, he's kind of like Julio, too, to where he's been so good in Cincy for so many years and, and he's been the only real mainstay there for them. I think it's kind of one of those situations where they owe him the, the money. The only jersey the fans buy. Absolutely. You know? you know, I mean, people are getting into mixing and stuff, but, yeah. gosh. But he did uh, – Uppercut a girl. That's accurate. That's problematic if you're buying your child a jersey. <laughs> <laughs> what if what if Cincinnati uh, brings in a new quarterback? I mean, I know Dalton, I don't know what his contract looks like there, but he's getting older in the years. You know, so if they draft somebody who can actually throw the ball a little bit better than Dalton, do you see more upside with Green? I'd probably see more upside with Boyd would be my answer. I mean, that's why I went for Boyd in that A-B trade was because – Boyd seems like the long-term answer there. Not John Ross? No, I don't think John Ross is really uh, moving <laughs> the needle much for me. Mr. In terms of negative. Uh, yeah, Mr. Negative. That's a great nickname. Um, what, do you, what did John Ross finish with last year? He had like seven touchdowns. Oh, So right. he did okay. Uh, but that first season was just so, so unbelievably bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Before they uh, the Eagles traded for – Deshaun or grabbed him. I don't know if he's a free agent or not. They were they were linking John Ross to the Eagles, and I thought that was interesting. Huh? He runs super fast, but you got to be able to catch the ball. That's it, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, only thing he's good at is running in a straight line. Mm -hmm. So, do we have a winner on this one? Nah. Um, pretty even. I think it's I think pretty it even. An even trade. It's yeah. hard because all those pieces are gone. 
Well, here we, we have another interesting one to discuss here. Uh, another Bobby trade. Mm. Their boy, Mr. Aaron Hedges. Bobby, you traded Alshon Jeffrey, LVE, Robbie Anderson, and a 2020 first rounder, which was Nico's pick, to Aaron for Amari Cooper, who's $31 million this year, expiring. Uh, Alshon's also expiring, about $14.4 million. LVE, as we mentioned, through 2021, $1.1 million. Robbie Anderson expiring this year, 6.1. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm big on Amari Cooper this year. I really liked this move for you. I mean, you gave up some decent pick, uh, de- decent picks, a 2021st. That's really nice. Um, and then I think Robbie Anderson could have a fine year. You know, he's in the mix as the wide receiver one candidate in in New York. And like you said, LVE, top five linebacker potential. Mm-hmm. And Alshon, low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. And you got it like – Sam kind of made this obvious in Slack a while back, but like the cap that you take on, mm-hmm. you have to almost look at it like when we're like looking at the when RSO tallies up the trades mm-hmm. and all the pieces, like you almost have to count the cap space that you're taking on as a part of the trade because mm-hmm. it's such a big yeah, deal. It's part of it for sure. It should matter. And anything north of twenty million, it's not. It's you. You have to really think about if you want to take on that cap or not. Mm-hmm. You know. Especially when it's north of thirty million, like this one is. Markham, any thoughts? I like it. I like it for both. I think you got the best player in Amari, and he's got, I think, nice upside. Mm-hmm. And Aaron got a nice little package for him mm-hmm. uh, because he he was going to be hard to move because he is expensive. Um, but I would like to see Aaron jump on moving Alshon. Mm-hmm. That's someone that he can't he can't let expire. He's got to get something out of him. And even Anderson. Even Robbie, yeah. I mean, if you're not going to extend him, and I don't know, he, he might have a – if he's over $10 million, mm-hmm. do you extend Robbie Anderson? I wouldn't. With his There's past. Too yeah. many too many um, wide receivers in New York. I mean, he Robbie's does. in the mix, but you got Quincy Anunwin there. you got Crowder. You've got Le'Veon Bell who's going to catch a ton of passes. I don't see – I'd pay – I'd extend – uh, Robbie for like five or six, like kind of where he is now, but probably not more than that. So. And he does one more dumb thing. Robbie Anderson's a little ways away from being a little bit of a suspension. Yeah. You know, you know. let's just put this into perspective. So say I didn't trade for Amari Cooper and say I'm trading for A.J. Green here. This trade would look much differently because Green is older and in that situation I'm taking on more caps, so I'm going to want picks back in that situation. And so I think as we're getting into the 2019 season, some of these picks as far as these bigger cap guys are starting to define themselves in what people are looking for. Um, And and honestly, this was the best foot forward I could put. Alshon Jeffrey, I think, will be better than he was last year. Robbie Anderson, I've really defined as the wide receiver one in New York. Leighton Vander Esch, I know, is is the main crush for Aaron Hedges. Well, here's the thing that – that Aaron needs to do right now, and you you brought it up already, is move Alshon and Robbie for picks. Yeah, this the strategy for Aaron right now. He's not going to compete this year. Right. And the slogan that I am rolling out for the XFFL for this year mm. is: you want um, picks and money in 2020. That's mm. what you want: picks and money in 2020. Ooh. So it's picks just move and money in 2020. Move. It's like picks a campaign and slogan money in 2020. Aaron. <laughs> Take this to the bank, man. Move those guys. Gather picks. 
get cap space and set yourself up to splurge on whoever it is you want in next year's auction and rookie draft. Yeah, look at what Zach and Sam is going to do next year. You know, we've talked about Sam last couple of podcasts, but he has, I think it's like eight first rounders over the next three years, you yep. know, and Sam probably knows he's not going to really compete too hard this year, but man, A, you've got to devote a ton of time to those rookie drafts because you got to know who you're picking and not screw up those John Ross picks, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and you've got to nail some of those Saquons and some of those, you know, McCaffreys and stuff like that. But yeah, that's, that's definitely my thing for, for Aaron is Alshon is very movable at 14. I don't think that's bad at all. Mm -hmm. Robbie is supremely movable at six. And then you just kind of got to know that you're going to run through a year with some Seth Roberts and Andre Roberts and some weird dudes. All the Roberts. All the Roberts. It could yeah. be your new team name. But uh, but you plan, if you're Aaron, you you clutch onto that mm -hmm. uh, LVE. Yeah. You have to keep guys to build around. Yeah. That's what you need to be figuring out right now. Mm -hmm. He's someone that's going to be there for Who's your cornerstone? And, and then you keep that first. You keep that 2021 first. That's a, you're going to like that probably. And LVE for 1.1, let's just say he's linebacker, you know, top 10 this year. I mean, that's going to be the cheapest linebacker, you know, because we've talked about some guys so far today and their prices and everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have the linebacker two last year, Corey Littleton, and I'm probably going to extend him for $8 million a year. Yep. I've got the two, two guys that may, fin may finish in the top five for a combined, like, $18 million in yeah. Keekly and Bobby Wagner. I mean, if you get those linebackers, yeah. they're worth those high-scoring yeah. guys, you just pay them. Let me give us a little segue into our next trade we'll talk about. So, speaking of linebackers, Adam trades Avery Williamson, $550,000, which I still don't believe, through 2019. 2021st, which was mine, the 509, uh, to Ben for – Mr. Tevin Coleman, who is $8.8 million through 2021. So, Markham, walk me through this one. Kind of a no-brainer for both me and Ben. Ben has C.J. Mosley. Um, I have Drake McKinnon. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just kind of hedging our bets. He's going to have um, – he'll have both Mosley and Williams now, and I think both those linebackers will be productive. He gets a 2020 pick for next year. Um, which he's already shopping around. I just think he, I think he, I think he thought that the 2020 pick would be more valuable and appealing to people than Tevin Coleman would be, mm -hmm. because people are scared of the situation. Mm -hmm. I mean, outside, Tevin Coleman's not cheap, right? And outside of like me, I don't like, and maybe Lauren because he has Brita. I don't see where if you don't have one of those mm -hmm. guys, you yeah. probably don't want to get involved and deal with that. And so I think I recognize that, and I think Ben recognizes that that mm -hmm. if he wants probably max value he needs to seek out me and I, I'm happy with it I think it was a fair trade and I think it makes sense for both of us that's a perfect example of you know you've got a lot of these Royce Freeman Philip Lindsay situations and exactly you know you have a, if you're Zach and you've got a Chris Carson I really think you should probably go and try to get a Rashad Penny you know these handcuffs or not even handcuffs but these weird committees that you know, are kind of slowly forming in the NFL. Just lock up the backfields. The yeah, whole thing. absolutely. That you know, way, whatever it, however it shakes out, because it's going to shake out. There's yeah. going to be injuries. There's going to be something. They're one, not going to perform. One of the most genius grabs, maybe last year, I think, was Charlie having um, Jalen Samuels behind Le'Veon. Because also had James Conner too. Sorry, that's who I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean Jalen Samuels had yeah. value at the end of the year too. Sam but, had uh, Sam drafted him. Jalen yes. Samuels. But, yeah. And that's not often you take a running back three. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it just shows you that 
as a season goes on, injuries happen, guys flame out, don't perform. Yeah. Guys get replaced in the starting lineup. That's it's, If you believe in a backfield, mm -hmm. it's never a bad idea to just go get all the pieces that you can. Yeah, I like this, though. I, I think Avery Williamson will be fine. Um, both of them are they're, – they're definitely usable, Avery and C.J. Mosley, probably not as valuable as they would be apart from each other, but I both think they'll be fine. Um, I'm hoping the 2021st will be later on. But, yeah, Tevin Coleman, $8.8 .8 it really is not bad. I mean, he's going to be a fine committee running back, you know, through 2021. Like we've talked about, you know, earlier in the podcast, there will be a little bit more clarity out of that. But, yeah, it, it, it makes sense for both teams, which, you know, that's what I like about a lot of these trades. When they, It's not necessarily a clear winner or loser, but it just makes sense for both of those people to be owned. So this next trade, Bobby, I know is uh – Near and dear to your heart, you've you were trying to acquire Royce Freeman for a while, weren't you? Yeah, I basically had two trades done if I wanted to do them, and I had them both simultaneously done if I wanted to do them. The problem was, it was going to cost me way too much to acquire Philip Lindsay. I could acquire Royce Freeman, and it was going to cost me a little bit, but Philip Lindsay was a lot of money. And Robert Woods. So this trade was Zach traded Royce Freeman, who's four point three million. The 110 and the 208 to Nico for Robert Woods. We mentioned earlier, 11 million signed through 2022 mm -hmm. for the 211. So this was a case of, uh, you know, that second year running back fever that Nico has. He wants all the rookie running backs from last year that he can possibly get on his team. And obviously he feels good about Royce Freeman. Did you, did you tell him about your plan to do that? Because he did the exact same thing. I don't even remember. I told him one time when I was trying to get Freeman, he was like, dude, why are you trying so hard to get Freeman? And I think I basically just said, me and Lee have been talking to try to get Lindsey, but I can't give what, quite what he wanted. And I don't even remember what he gave to get Lindsey. Maybe we'll talk about that. But, yeah, the light bulb probably went off to him to, yeah, I should probably do that. We see so, right through you, Nico. So I think – You demon. I think <laughs> – I think Freeman's great at 4.3. I think Lindsey's a lot at 23, and we've talked about that. But, um, yeah, man, Zach, give me Robert Woods back. I'm going to go ahead and send you an offer through. I I need him back. I'm kind of shaking just a little bit, Zach. So, you demon, you give you give him back. You've got enough wide receivers, Zach. Yeah. Just stop it. All right, Mark, I'm, why don't you take us to this next trade you had. Okay. I traded Phillip Rivers – and a 2021 third-round pick, and I get uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, Rivers was 3.825. He expires this year. Cousins, 3.7. He expires in 2021. So basically you tack on a 2021 third-round pick to go to a guy who's cheaper and signed for longer in Kirk Cousins. Yep, pretty much. Question is, do you believe in Kirk Cousins more than Phillip Rivers? Um... Because Kirk was not great last year. Second I'd like year. to think that he'll bounce I, back in I, I think so. and year I, two in the offense. And he's pretty good for fantasy. I think I've held him. I've had him for two years. And Do you worry at all that they their offense really started coming to life when they put it on the shoulders of Dalvin Cook last year? That they're going to be more of a running team than a passing team? I think that's the idea for Zimmer. But I don't think – I mean, we've, we've, we've uh, been shown that – Cook has a hard time staying healthy. Yeah. The line is terrible there in, in Minnesota. And you also have Adam Thielen. And, and you have Adam Stephon Thielen. Diggs. The strength of your team is yes. Thielen, Wide Diggs, and Cousins. Yep. And Cook. Cook is also a good receiver. But your strength is passing. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so 
if they don't, which that would be that it would be typical if they if they want to just grind and uh, you know pound the ball. Um, but I don't think that's a smart move for them. Rivers and Cousins are very similar. Similar, yeah. So basically, you're buying Rivers for another couple of years, and it's only costing you a twenty twenty one third. I think it's fine. Yeah, I like I, it for both sides. And I'll, and and I think Charlie would be smart to go ahead and shop Rivers. I think you I think yeah. you need to shop. You need to trade Rivers before um, you know at the end of next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd be a great deadline piece. Someone will need a quarterback. He'll still be probably a, a low end quarterback one. By but, the way, Charlie has a ton of picks. He does. I mean, like this year, Charlie has like twelve picks, which is yes. crazy. So I'm really interested, just to almost. I mean, I have like the five twelve is basically all I own. So I have the last pick in the. I have draft. no picks for the next two years. I can't really shout out me forever. Wait to sit back and watch some of these, but yeah, yeah, that was kind of boring. Let I me. Do, I do love Markham that you put Lee's name in as Lisa's, and Lee's I think everyone is. else's actual first name is in the right. Lisa's, you're special. Lisa's, you you're are not special. as much of a demon. Yeah, <laughs> only a tad bit. All right, Bobby, what's this next trade here? So Lisa's. Uh, did a little tag and trade, so threw the franchise tag on Philip Lindsay, um, and we'll talk about his price here in just a second. And the three eleven um, to Nico on his birthday. It was his birthday. Happy thirty ish, thirty ish birthday. We know so many approximate <laughs> facts about people. Nico uh, is between twenty and forty. That is correct. <laughs> we wish him a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Nico. Uh, you also got, nope, traded the 110, the 208, and Indomitian Sue, who will not be a Los Angeles Ram next year. His current contract is $4 million. He is a D-tackle, and he is through 2020. So I guess basically the big kicker right here would be Philip Lindsay and the tag and trade and extension. Do you like it? Well, it's... <laughs> This one, we've had the last few trades here have been pretty much like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's like a win-win. I can see that for both sides. This is one where I think it's very clear Lee won this trade. Yeah. Because my whole thing with Philip Lindsay, there's just too many red flags for me. Broken arm late in the season, maybe ready for training camp, maybe not. Undrafted guy, new coaching staff, high draft capital invested in your backfield mate. And the fact that you are, even after the extension, north of $20 million. You have to ask yourself when you think about these things, is he going to go for anywhere near that in the auction? Mm -hmm. I know you have to pay a premium to keep guys on your team with the franchise tag and the extension. Mm -hmm. But I think if Lindsey were to drop into the auction, he would have gone for maybe 12 to 13, maybe 15 at most. Maybe more because he's the only running back. I don't know. But $20 million, that's just a lot. I mean, he's one of the – he's the third highest paid running back, I think, now. Because Lamar Miller was the third highest paid forever at, like, 17. 18, 17. Yeah, and who knows was Lee – I mean, was Lee – Lee was not planning on keeping yeah. so, Philip I mean, Lindsay, I don't think. So, that's not – I mean, I think – I don't think Lindsay would have gone for more than $20 million. Mm-hmm. So, I think he could have gotten, a, you know, a four-year deal for $80 million. I did and put not it, had to give up anything, any picks, anything, you know. Yep. I did give Lee probably the advice to shop Lindsay from a tag and trade perspective because you can either not tag anybody and get nothing in return or tag Philip Lindsay, trade him and get all this in return, you know. So 
you know, basically you're getting all of this for free if you weren't planning on keeping Lindsay at all. I think probably the biggest thing for me that I really didn't like is I'm probably a little bit different. I know from Josh, I don't know about from Adam. I was okay to give Lindsay the money for this next year as just a crapshoot and see if he pans out. I probably disagree with the extension more than anything because you're basically saying I've got Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay and I'm going to what happens if Denver just rides Royce Freeman and exactly. Philip Lindsay is irrelevant? So I mean, you, it's just a huge gamble. Like, yeah, I, I just checked. He is the third highest paid guy now, and you owe him t- almost $24 million in 2021. And so you're probably extending him to try to get his 2019 number down to 20. So you're saving a couple million dollars. In the hopes man, that you can move him later. Year four, you'll probably be. Look at Doug Martin still being paid $14 million by Lee because of a previous yeah. owner who cut him. Yep. You know, those are those are hard contracts to eat, you know, like, you know, Andrew Luck and so many of these early contracts that we got on and, and really made big mistakes on. But, I mean, I, don't, I see very, very little upside with Philip Lindsay. Yeah, let's move on to the uh, next trade here. It's Lezus again, resurrected from the dead with another trade. Uh, Markham, why don't you walk us through this one since it was your move? Okay, uh, this was between me and Lezus again. So Tyrell Williams, Kareem Hunt, Jatavis Brown, 103, a 2020 fifth, a 2021 fifth. Lee traded me, Adam Thielen, which he tagged. Um or maybe he was already tagged. Yeah, he was tagged. I think John Johnson traded right. for um, – and Lorne Lauren tagged Thielen, traded him to John, and that's how that's Lee right. came to inherit him. So he was he was a 31.5 million tag as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So I traded him uh, – so I received Thielen, the 106, and a 2023rd. Um, side note, I immediately extended Thielen, and that dropped his year one cap from 31.5 to 26.5. Which is such a steal. Like I said, Thielen's probably one of the 12. 10 or 12 guys that I would give a $30 million contract to right now with, like, no hesitation. This is a this is a trade offer. He's giving you a trade offer. No, I'm Zeke. Just, I'll take Zeke. I'll pay take attention. Zeke. I'll choose Zeke. I'll choose Zeke. <laughs> It doesn't work that way. Adam Thielen's numbers last year, 113 receptions, 1,373 yards, and nine touchdowns. He and was he did wa- not have a great no, second off. half of the season. Wide a lot of those eight. numbers. Yeah. I think they said, like, his first eight games was, like, 800 yards. Like and his Yes, and yeah. it was the back half was, like, 400 yards. It's also yeah. unbelievable. Stephen Diggs had 102 receptions, 1,021 yards, and nine touchdowns. They basically didn't use Rudolph at all last year. They just no. used Diggs and Thielen. I mean, nor, that's nor should they. Yeah. Rudolph went. Rudolph, bye get bye. out of there. R.I.P. Kyle. So, I, love the, I honestly love this for both sides. I, I see this. You've got a, you know, Kareem Hunt is probably the biggest wild card of this season. You just have no idea coming off that suspension what the plan is for the Browns. <clears throat> Tyrell Williams, we mentioned, is a nice wide receiver, too, there in Oakland. Uh, maybe low-end wide receiver, two, high-end wide receiver, three potential in fantasy and then the 103 is a really nice draft pick i think you've got a chance to get one of those top three wide receivers or that top running back there from penn state would you say his name was uh miles sanders miles mm-hmm. sanders so i really like the 103 like that's probably the juiciest piece of this entire trade to me yeah. is you get off a guy who's you know going to cost you 26 and a half million and have a really solid young rookie for eight million. Yeah, I did not want to give up that one hundred and three, but you know my big regret here is not 
trying to trade with Lauren uh, with Lauren when he did the trade originally with uh, yeah what's with John because he didn't have to give up nearly uh-huh. as much nope <clears throat> but again dynasty trades are all about timing I wouldn't like this for Lee if his team was more developed and going to be more competitive he's going year. through a rebuild he yeah. knows he needs to stockpile you he's know. Sm- that's that's what you have to do. And that's yep. what people have to do. And so at least he recognizes it. You just got to look around at the teams, man. There's some stacked teams yeah. in this league, and you just got to know. But it's so, not your time. It's yeah. so hard to grab guys like Thielen. I mean, when you can and that small window's open, you got to jump out there and get them because now you're tied to Thielen for four years. You know, that's, that's hard to do. But – you know, Lee's now going to have that opportunity with a 103 and all these. He's going to have a, a guy that he's te- – if he nails that pick, he's got a guy on that, that rookie deal. If you can nail that and grab a guy who maybe in year two, year mm-hmm. three, breaks into the top 12 of his category. So, this is probably – a huge asset. This is probably the biggest trade I feel like that's happened so far in the offseason just because Tyrell, Tyrell Williams has so much intrigue with him and what he looks like. You know, Kareem Hunt – that's so weird. I mean, that's going to be an interesting backfield. I don't super care for Jatavis Brown just because of, like we've talked about, so many LB safety kind of categories there in yeah. wherever in the world they are in California now. He but was clearly, he was definitely a salary dump. That was one yeah. where I had to trade somebody to make the salaries work a little bit better for me. And that makes sense. And and I like the Thielen, and it only – I mean, it costs you several players, but you move back from the 103 to 106. So. Yeah. Somebody's gonna screw up one of those first five picks, and you're gonna have an opportunity there at the 106 to grab a contributor. You know, exactly. so it's it's a great trade both ways. All right, Bobby, this next one, it's one of your. It's like baby, come back, like uh, let's, Tyler Lockett. Let's Mr. never Lockett let's never himself. do that again. <laughs> um, my singing voice is amazing. Don't insult me. Keep in my going, own house. Josh. Uh, I'll join you, baby. All right. I don't know the rest. That's the only part of that song. <laughs> baby, ever. come back. Thank you again for destroying the levels, Adam. Um, so why don't you walk us through this trade, Bobo? This was uh, this was an interesting one for sure. Yeah, Lauren traded me back, Tyler Lockett, who is ten point two million through twenty nineteen, a twenty twenty one first, which is Lauren's the four oh one and the five oh three. And I traded him <laughs> as Markham finishes off his uh, – Better finish his, than Miller Yeller. Miller Yeller. good Miller Yeller, boys. Oh, me. I traded Ezekiel Ansa, $2.5 million through 2020. Darius Slay, $1.2 million through 2020. Preston Brown, $2.86 million through 2020. And James Washington, $1.6 million through 2021. Let me just ask, because the – all these pieces just kind of hard to like gauge any kind of value here. But why was it that you went back after Tyler Lockett? Did you just have seller's remorse? I mean, he had a weird year because it did seem like he had 50 receptions and half of those were touchdowns. Seemed too efficient. He did return punts and kickoffs last year, which helped his wide receiver. You know, and I don't see that changing a ton. I mean, maybe they'll use him a little bit less with um, who's hurt there. Doug Baldwin is having some kind of Doug Baldwin's like going to be a Frankenstein monster when he gets back. So yeah. when Doug Baldwin's injuries kind of came to a head again, I thought, you know what, it's time for Tyler to come back. Because Lauren had actually been kind of messaging me saying – Lockett question mark and I'm like, dang! If you're gonna trade Lockett, I'd gladly take I you know. back. Message me, Lauren. Yeah, Lauren. Come don't on, do dude. that. Come on, Lauren. I'm gonna cancel that slack with you and Markham, Lauren. Yeah, Lauren. I don't know. I really like this trade for me, just to be honest with you. I, I'm not as huge on James Washington. Preston Brown is not great. 
Darius Slay is a better NFL cornerback than he is XFFL cornerback. And uh, if Ziggy Ansah can get healthy, he might be fine. Um, man, I miss Tyler Lockett. This is a slam dunk for you. I yeah. Don't, I yeah. don't like this trade at all for Lorne. Uh, <laughs> just a bunch of – I mean, just, you know – I mean, yeah, decent NFL players, but I mean, who knows what these guys are for fantasy? And then James Washington, like we said earlier, with the Dante Moncrief talk, is a total question mark. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, we know Lauren's a smart guy and a good a good dynasty owner and really knows his stuff. I just think we all have trades where we miss, and this was a miss. I think a lot of the reason I wanted a first back is just because Lockett ends this year, and I probably won't be able to extend him. I mean, it just depends on what that crazy number is. You said is. that's so, like, depressing. Like, Lockett. It's going to be Well, we're going to be watching that closely, Bobby. And if you, ex- if you extend him, that's going to mean that you led Lorne <laughs> astray. Yes. You lied to him. And, and that's in it. the bylaws. Lorne, just you, uh, If you lie to Lorne, you are little, out. Get yeah. a little earmuffs, Lorne. Just, yeah, uh, you're not allowed not. to do that. Wait. Hey, look who it is, Bobby. <laughs> Look who's next on the old. There's going to be a thread uh, here the throughout the rest of this uh, oh. segment. <laughs> yeah, it's going to say, "What's the next three trades look like here?" Oh, it's so interesting. Bobby trades AJ Green through 2019, 28 million, the 412 to Leesus, not his real name. Uh, for we don't know <laughs> really. We know what if Lee is short for Leesus though. Our deepest apologies, Leesus. Uh, for Allen Robinson, who is 21 million, uh, 2021 second, and a 2021 fourth. And I know y'all both have probably differing opinions about this. Yeah, we went back and forth in the old big three thread a lot yeah. about this one. Sure. I, I'm not a fan. I, Allen Robinson at that price is a little steep. I think if A.J. Green's overpriced, um, I think Allen Robinson's overpriced a lot more than A.J. Green is. Mm-hmm. If, you're ta- if you're give me the odds of who has a better chance to be a wide receiver one, assuming health, and that's the big question mark. I get it. You got it. The injury concerns and the age concerns and the real life contract concerns are all there for AJ Green. Mm-hmm. But I would have to think if the odds were up in Vegas for who has a better chance to be a wide receiver one, AJ Green has to be a strong favorite right now. And that's, again, it goes back to what do you value? Mm-hmm. And my mindset is always just grab the studs. Mm-hmm. And at 28 million, he's probably like, maybe five to six overpriced. Like ideally maybe he's closer to 25, 24 or something like that. That's not that, that's not that much of a premium that you're paying AJ green. And personally, just me speaking, I would rather have him than Allen Robinson just for this next year. I probably think that Allen Robinson is more likely to play 16 games for 21 million than AJ green plays 16 games for 28 million was probably the kicker for me. Sure, if they both play 16 games, which we need to introduce our little uh, our little side bet we made. But if they both play 16 games, AJ Green probably outscores Allen Robinson. Now, what was the bet? Was it just straight up? I think it was straight up straight points, up. and they both had to play the same amount of, amount of yes. weeks, which I probably disagree with. We probably should have made a designation there because that's already me buying lunch. But I know Markham felt <laughs> Markham felt a little bit different on that because. Allen Robinson is the second year, you know, with that offense there in Chicago. Towards ACL. Yeah. You know, so this was really his first this was his first year back. Yeah. Who do you tw- like more though? Mitchell Trubisky, year two in Matt Nagy's offense, or Andy Dalton, first year, new head coach, new offensive system. I I agree. I like AJ Green better, but I like that Bobby saved seven million and I like that he picked up a future second. Um and again, yeah, you're I understand Bobby 
the AJ Green health stuff, that's what scared me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the toe stuff seems kind of weird. Um, and then again, toe stuff is always weird. Though. Yeah, very toes very are strange. Weird. It's like fingers for your feet. Like, come on, what they're are we weird. Doing? Toes, fingers for your feet. <laughs> Bobby, you definitely have like those toe shoes, don't you? Oh, I definitely oh, do. For sure. Yeah, for yeah sure. some Vibrams. Yeah, yeah. I think you, you know the brand name. You're I think you. I am. I think you said the most important thing there is that seven million dollars is not valuable to Sam. I have the least amount of cap of anybody, so the seven million is super valuable. And that reminds me, Bob, uh, Josh said that he always chooses the stud. Yeah. Bobby already has the studs. You know, he's got you got tons of studs. I do. So you really what you're wanting to do is get a little more flexibility in cap, acquire some picks, and also you're still getting a, a piece that has upside. Robinson definitely has upside. He did have a, what, a 1,300-yard year? Yeah. He, touchdowns. His second year and even his third year there in Jacksonville was crazy. I mean, he had like 155 targets two years in a row. You know, it won't be that in Chicago, but he'll have at least 100, 120 Should you know, be targets probably. Yeah. Um, my probably another big kicker here was I'm not going to extend A.J. Green even if he's a top 10 wide receiver. And see, I don't think you're going to extend Allen Robinson either. You never know. Don't you be, say that. I mean, they, they, RSO guarantees <laughs> that the player will be more expensive than their current contract. But what if he's so a you, wide receiver yeah. Yeah, one? What what's his ceiling, though? Wide is receiver he, one? You yeah. see, who is who – is, what has happened to all the wide receiver ones if Allen Robinson is a wide receiver one? I know Nico wants to talk about Anthony Miller being his stash and Taylor Gabriel possibly being a nice half, but Allen Robinson is the wide receiver to I have in Chicago. I just don't know that Mitchell Trubisky can support a wide receiver one. I don't think Trubisky's as bad as you think he is. And you have Tariq Cohen coming out. Is it because out he's of the a Tar Heel? No, huh? I just. <laughs> What what have you, have you all seen flashes that make you think Mitchell Trubisky is? It's all improvement. Year yeah. two was definitely. I mean, he had some monster weeks. Too. Yeah, let's play if a game. Can put it together. This this is okay. The the around the NFL podcast has a great segment called the Dalton Scale, where if your quarterback is worse than Andy Dalton, you need to go find a quarterback. If he's better than Andy Dalton, the prime meridian. He's the prime meridian exactly. So if he's better than Andy Dalton, you've got your franchise guy. A couple people we've talked about: Nick Foles. Is he above Dalton or below Dalton? We just—it's just hard. This game's too too difficult to play with someone like Trubisky because it's his second year. Like, mm-hmm. look at Wentz. Wentz came out year one. Everyone thought he was going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. This is year three for Trubisky, though, right? He's going into year three. Well, year one, he, we can't really count year one. They were trash. They were not. They had no one on offense, right? I think maybe the biggest kicker here might be Nagy and not Trubisky. Yeah, I agree. I don't know that it's as same with, with yeah the. Rams and golf. Yeah. You know, everyone thought golf was terrible. We so, don't So this is gonna be embarrassing, but was golf ever with Fisher? He yes. was one year with yes. Fisher. Yes. And then all of a sudden McVeigh comes in and it's like, Oh my gosh, this yes. guy's amazing. Yes. You know, and golf even had a bigger year last year than he did the year before. So, you know, I don't see Trubisky as golf. And maybe golf sucks if you put him on the you know, I don't know, a bad team. You put him on the Bills. Yeah, I think maybe golf's average. terrible. Um but I do think Nagy, I don't know, maybe Allen Robinson's upside is maybe wide receiver 15. Maybe that's the highest he can get. But I don't know. I just see – there's a 2021 second too, and I'm planning on holding on to some of these picks as opposed to some of my uh, past, um, you know. Yeah, you know you trade. was wrong. <laughs> So, where do you think Mitchell Trubisky finished last year in RSO? QB? 20. 
Um, probably decently high. 13. We talked about the prime meridian. He was QB 15. Wow. And so right there around the middle, he had um, 24 touchdowns, 12 picks. Really nice, 421 really, rushing yards. Really what? Uh, with three rushing touchdowns. Really nice. I just uh, The rushing ability is, so, what so, it, is what I think buoys him up that list. If he was not a rushing quarterback, he'd probably be closer to like QB 20. So does he, for you, Josh, is he better than quarterback 15 this year? Um. Hmm. I think he's honestly right there around that same mark of mm-hmm. like 14 to 16 range. Like maybe he could sneak into the back half of the QB1 range. I just see him being maybe. in an exciting offense. And, you know, you've got a lot of these Baker and you got Mahomes and you got Trubisky and you got Golf and some of these younger guys that they're in these crazy cool offensive schemes. And sure, every week might not be awesome, but they're going to have some good weeks. Allen Robinson's going to be fine, Josh. He's going right. to be great. Next trade. <laughs> not as exciting. This not as boring. juicy. Bobby traded Dante Fowler, $3.3 million, expires this year. And Gerald Everett, $1.1 million, expires next year. And Lee traded a 2021 third and a 2024th. So, Bobby, were you just trying to get some draft picks here? No. I was really just of, trying to get some cap out. I picked up uh, the Jets tight end, Chris Herndon. And uh, didn't need Everett anymore. And really, Everett. And you've been trying to diversify your Rams share. I have traded some Rams this year, year. uh, which I'm not going to say that too long because we're going to get into this next trade. But um, yeah, Dante Fowler was re signed with the Rams for a couple years. So I don't know if Lee will decide to extend him or not. But I think Fowler Fowler at 3.3 is fine. I don't know. 2021 and 2024, I think, are fine. Yeah, it's just, you know, salary dump. Yeah. um, For you, which is nice. So let's. Next trade here, you traded the 401 and the 2024th for John Kelly. Was this just girly insurance in case the knee? Yeah, is... this one's interesting. You yeah. know something? Because who did they bring back? It was not Malcolm John Brown. Kelly. They, they got Malcolm, back... Brown. Malcolm Brown. John yeah. Kelly's still there. Is he what are go- you doing? Is he going somewhere that we don't know about? Uh, are you're you the that, insider. Are you you that, tell me. Are you that worried about girly? <laughs> What's Fowler? Do you not have to talk to Fowler lately, uh, Josh? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he ever got re-signed or not. He said he was going to re-sign with the Giants, but I haven't seen that. He make was the news leading yet. you on. I'm going to look that up right now to see if he was lying on. to me. No, I really like John Kelly. He is through 2021. Um, I kind of see him as Josh Reynolds. He's kind of a crapshoot. You know, he might pan out or he might fall on his face. But for a 401 and a 2021 fourth, I think John Kelly's fine. I will not tell you my plans. But John Kelly was so good in college, and I don't watch college ball, but there in Tennessee, like, Kelly was a lot like Kamara. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I'd rather have 401. Really? No, I'm just kidding. I don't have any uh, strong take I mean, if you, I think if you're uh, born, I've, I'd probably – I'd be a little curious as what what Bobby wants Kelly for. Ooh. You know? You just gave me girl. What mm-hmm. did you just sell me? Damaged goods. <laughs> I mean, Lauren had to know he was taking rolling the dice with because that was after the girly news came out, right? Even the ballers, you know, I was listening this week to their top ten running backs, and they still have girly at like four, five. It just seems six. really high. Yeah, it does seem really high. Arthritis in your knee before he's thirty years old. Peyton did have a new neck put on and won yeah. a Super Bowl. You know. Well, Any, yeah. Anything's possible. Yeah, your, your neck isn't as <laughs> That's important. an Adam Markham trademark, everybody. Yeah. Kevin Garnett. 
let's let's I'll move on. It. We got two more trades here, and this one. So the Zach and Lauren trade here that happened. This was what this morning or mm. yesterday? This yes. Morning. This morning, Taewon Taylor, our boy, WKU's own, uh, four million through twenty twenty one. And Lauren traded for him, uh, traded away the 511 and a 2020 second round pick. Um, I didn't realize that Taewon Taylor was that much money. He was a first round pick. He was yeah. 111, I think, right? Yeah, 2017. It was not our first, first year in the draft, was it? 2016 was, it? was the first. He wouldn't be signed through 2021 That's if right. it was. That's uh, right. That was 17 class. Yeah. yeah. So that was a nice little salary dump for yeah. Zach right there to pick up some breather because he desperately needed breathing room because mm-hmm. he yeah, was getting that out of Taylor. He's he, if you clicked on like the cap overview, it was like RSO will drop these players to make room. So he was in cap danger right there. And you don't need Taewon when you've got the one Oh one and you're no. going to take, we all DK. love Taewon, but he's maybe that's what's the most surprising is that he was able to get that out of Taylor. And it yeah. wasn't one of us that was trading for him. A yeah. Fellow, uh, Western Kentucky alumni. Yeah, that's maybe the bigger question is that might need a little team name change with the tops Absolutely. on top. No more fraud. tops being owned. Yeah, kind of a fraud. Demon fraud. Yeah, so he's gimmick. he's he's out of cap hell right now. <laughs> he he no longer has to dump players to actually fill out the rest of his roster. I so. really, really, really like Zach's starting offense this year. So let's just talk about real quick. Andrew Luck, Joe Mixon, Le'Veon Bell, Mike Evans, Juju, Jared Cook, into his flex, Chris Carson, Derrick Henry, Robert Woods, Nelson Aguilar. So maybe if you That's take DK. Gross. That's the best starting lineup in the league. No I think. kidding. Absolutely. Yeah, and so he's got tons of picks still. He's got multiple, multiple picks this year, which is, you know, kudos to him because I really thought six months back when we were sitting here talking That's about That's what episode, we were talking about. We were like, Zach, what are you going to do Zach with all these picks? And you've got more players yeah. on your roster than you've got spots to have all these draft picks. What are you going to do? And he took in a big contract like Le'Veon. You know? And a big contract in Mike yeah, Evans, too. True. Yeah. So, I, Zach obviously had a plan. I don't know if he specifically knew he was going to go grab Le'Veon and Mike Evans. But clearly, no. he had an idea to go acquire studs. That's a that's a good haul there for Taiwan like because we really we've already talked about this tonight. But I'm not big on anybody there in Tennessee, and to no. get a 2022nd, I don't know whose that is. That could be even more valuable. But you know, five eleven man. But you're basically getting a second for Taiwan uh, Taylor, a four million dollar Taylor too. All right, uh, Markham. I think you added this last trade kind of after the fact because this one was a little older. Uh, yeah, we pretty forgot significant. To add this one. This was the one we had some discussion about this in the Slack. Uh, Charlie trades the 102, Ben trades the 107, the 202, and DJ Chark. That's a fair trade. I mean, we had it got a little heated. I think when it first got announced, but I think that was just more out of. It was an eye roll because it was Ben. Who was receiving the 102. Someone with, you know, Ben's roster getting the 102 was uh, sickening. And also, I I do think Charlie could have gotten a little more. Um, Ben held the 201. There's no reason Mm -hmm. Charlie couldn't come away with the 107 and 201. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, I mean, DJ Chark is the only player involved in this trade, and he's a complete non-factor. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. The the wide receiver three in Jacksonville? Yeah. I mean, that's just a complete throw-in. So, Mm -hmm. just take him off. They may draft somebody, too. You're giving up 102 for 107 and 202? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it – 
and we don't need to rehash this here because I know, like you said, we had this discussion in Slack, but this just feels like one of those drafts where there's maybe some sure things, as much as there can be a sure thing. I don't know. This draft, it just feels really weird. It's odd. Because it's one of the few drafts where there's not a clear-cut guy at the top of the line, whether it's mm-hmm. Saquon or Ezekiel Elliott. Um, you know, I know guys are – you know, really into the wide receivers this year, but it's like we've been down this road before mm-hmm. where wide receivers, rookie year, that's yeah. a big-time trap. Keep so it, Keep in mind, too, though, that on that one, when Ben traded the 202, he gave me his 2021 first, third, and fourth. So it took Ben a lot to acquire that 202, you know? I had meant to run down uh, or run through all the trades that Ben has made to get the – 102 the 105 and the 201 i just didn't have time so maybe that's something we can do next episode just yeah. to kind of just show hey this is what it cost if you want these premium picks yeah because he did pay a lot i know that you know we're all kind of jealous of his position and where he is but mm-hmm. he has hardly any future picks mm-hmm. uh, and he did have to give up a lot to get these so mm-hmm. we'll yeah. see I-, I tried to get 105 away from him a couple nights ago uh, dangling T.Y. Hilton out there just especially with Tyreek Hill you know kind of a big time question mark Um, I mean you look at his wide receivers after Tyreek Hill and it is grim I mean you're looking at uh, I think Isaiah McKenzie yeah uh, yeah your boy Corey Davis the the Isaiah McKenzie game that's what cost him the championship (laughs) I'm very interested to see what Ben does with his draft picks because, you know, we we all are aware that Ben loves the running backs. So, is Ben going to just – He's going to go wide receiver there at 102 for sure. So, yep. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the draft because, sure, Ben has what looks like a lot of money in $45 million. Talking about the auction? Yes, in the auction. I'm sorry. But Sam has $110, basically, million. You have to figure nobody is getting any good players. That you want. That you want. Yeah. Sam is going yeah. to take every good player. T- take your your, uh, your big list. Take mm-hmm. the top five on that list. Mm-hmm. Those are gone now. Yes. And, you know, y'all have kind of made fun of me here the last couple of weeks of like, oh, my gosh, it's another Bobby trade. But, A, I have very little. I have one draft pick, I believe, maybe two now. And I have the least amount of cap of anybody. So all I'm basically going to be doing is filling in my bench, you know. So I've tried to basically go out and say, look, i got to make moves now to get who I want because I'm not going to get anybody in the rookie draft and I'm not going to get anybody in the auction. And you're going to have people that need to do that. I think Ben's probably one of those people. Jeez. Terrell Pryor, Robert Foster, Corey Davis. Those are Ben's wide receivers if Tyreek is out. Pryor may – end up being a quarterback though just give it time yeah true. what a quarterback in the xfl oh yeah i don't think you get points for that you it, they transfer it's a good year though to, to need a wide receiver if, yeah if you have some draft picks as long as we think that these first year wide receivers pop i mean that's he's really banking on that with that 102 whether it it's harry or metcalf it seems to, i mean it's it may be difficult because it does seem like there's so many athletes in this class mm-hmm. so you know it may be hard to tell who's going to be the best out of the second round. Or, you know, they're not the so much round. McCaffrey and Fournette just plug and plays. You know, yeah, for sure. They uh, they might be Odizi Beezy, but man, not everybody can be him. And he's it's still, hard. yeah. How, how do you predict that? And, just, and he's not. I know he's obviously put Fournette and Aaron Jones yeah. out on the trade block multiple times. You just got to be careful there because if you were to get rid of both those guys and not pick up some sort of running back replacement. Mm-hmm. 
you're one or two injuries away from yeah. kind of scrambling a little bit to figure out your running back situation. Not to mention his little situation with Mr. Russell Wilson that kind of you know popped up Looms this week. Over. And Russell will play this year. I'm not yeah. worried about that. Yeah. He's not going to hold. He's already said he's not going to hold out. But it is a little weird. Um, I will think. Uh, I will say that uh, I think. Wilson getting out of Seattle would be huge. Be for him. huge. Yeah. Seattle. Apparently, I didn't know this, but the Giants are thinking that they maybe they could swoop huh. in and get Russell Wilson. That'd be a lot of fun. They can they should? Yeah. I mean, and Seattle's a run first team now. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Penny and Carson are both going to be very ownable, maybe startable guys. I agree. Just because, man, that was what uh, Pete Carroll really, you know, kind of molded the team around last year. So let's land this plane, gentlemen. I think we're probably uh, cresting the two-and-a-half-hour mark at this point of the podcast. So hope you degenerates are enjoying this. Ben, I'm sure we'll have comments. and At 2.30 Yeah, 2.30 in the morning <laughs> yeah. since he has no responsibilities outside of his classes. Um, but hope you all have enjoyed the first of what is hopefully many uh, Big Three podcasts. Markham, will you come back and join us again? Probably not. All right. Good talk. Glad I bought this mixer so that we could have multiple <laughs> microphone inputs. we we'll um, have to get a long cord to your hand. Yeah. As <laughs> yeah, long as I can sit fun. in my chair and uh, have, like, the cup phone strung, <laughs> strung across half a bowling green. Uh, but thank you, gentlemen, for coming and keeping me company. Yes, sir. My lovely wife is in Barcelona as we speak, so y'all the first first people that I've done seen <laughs> in about a week. Yes, sir. It's awful. Well, thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed, and I hope you're still awake, that you haven't fallen asleep during this uh, epic podcast, Big Three making their debut. We'll come back at you guys. Markham, will you uh, do a little, little research there on Ben acquiring sure. the – what did you say it was? 102, 105, and 201? Yep, 102, 105, 201. And then I also know that you want to do a rookie draft preview at yeah, some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to talk about that. I think I'm probably the one with the most knowledge right now because mm-hmm. I actually have picks. You actually have picks, correct. Um, but I will say, it, if you spend the time on the drafts and really research, I do think it pays off and helps. Last year was the first year I really dove into it, and uh, I think it helped me. So – you, I would suggest you're everyone. A, you're a changed man. Yes, sir. Get on Twitter. Keep your nose to the ground. Get it done. <laughs> we'll Love sign off other. on that. Don't be demons. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be demons. That's signing off for Bobby Reynolds, Adam Markham. Don't be demons. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>